GovsRadio.com. This is the work with Mike and Pete. What's up? What's going on? We are streaming live on our YouTube channel tonight. Hopefully, we don't get our copyright emails for the next three days telling me that I cannot stream this type of content because it is copyrighted. You're a bad person. I am a terrible bootlegger, as they say. <laughs> and I uh, will definitely turn the music on and off as the night goes on because we cannot stream all of our breaks with all of our music. Which is just fine by me. Can we uh, can we stream on Napster? Is that still an option? <laughs> I think MySpace will pick us up, though. Maybe we can get him as a sponsorship. <laughs> is it Tom? Can Tom be our friend? <laughs> was it Tom? I don't uh, remember. Who was the guy that was always everybody's friend on MySpace? It was Tom, right? Tom. Was it? it was definitely I Tom. I was never on MySpace. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Ah, so we're in Gov's Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown, New York. We are here live tonight. With Brian Murphy from Barnshed Brewing. What's going on, Brian? What's up, guys? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, right. I'm just getting levels. See, that's how I take levels. I say hi to him. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're not doing scheduling on the air tonight. It's still early. It is. It, it, and grass hasn't called in and yet. And grass hasn't <laughs> called in yet. And that's just quite all right. Everybody, visit our social medias. It's The Wart, a podcast. It's spelled Wart, W O R T. And if you don't find it, try to put the little O with the slash through it, because apparently people are having trouble finding it, and that's fine and good. 
Um, but we uh, are on YouTube, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Type in Mike and Pete, type in the war, type in a lot of the keywords that you would typically type in to find things like porn. Should I make that turn tonight early? I It's relatively early. It uh, is relatively. I think... Uh, there's a, there's a fair chance my children are listening, or oh, one of them. <laughs> oh, I haven't cursed yet. <laughs> I haven't even said semen yet, so it's fine. Oh, there it is. Great. They don't know. It's a technical term. Come on. I'm not being too dirty yet. Uh, so, yeah, we're here with uh, Brian just, from... Just fair warning. What? If I get an angry text from Terry, yes. you're going to hear about it tomorrow. I know, and I'm going to hear... <laughs> well, no, I'm going away tomorrow, so I don't... My phone's not working Shit. in the mountains. I can't quite... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we had a great couple of weeks off, Pete. Um, Did? Off from well, this, but not off from life, unfortunately. No, no. I was uh, I was away for work last week, and apart from the high point of going to uh, Surly Brewing out there, uh, it was exhausting. We'll get into that a little yep. later. Uh, I had a few great experiences with potentially our brand new uh, Solmonieri. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, even, it's, uh, it's not even I'm the not right word it. for it, but uh, someone who's going to... Help us along with our show and push it out there a little further. Ah. Like I said, we'll talk about it a little later. We're going to tease that for maybe second or third segment. I feel teased. But we need to start speaking to our friend Brian here. Brian, we really appreciate you for coming in tonight. How's everything going? Thanks for having me, guys. Good. Good. No problem. Uh, So I want to start right off the bat. Um, You are a relatively new brewery. How long have you been operating as of today? I mean, don't uh, give me the actually, days. Actually, almost uh, May fifth will be our one year anniversary. Oh, so, so you're coming to Mayo? It's a yeah. great day to yeah. have an anniversary. Wow. You <laughs> opened on a Cinco de Mayo. How is that? We, we had like our Kickstarter party on the fifth, okay. and then officially opened on the sixth uh, last year. So you say Kickstarter? So that's where it all began. That's where you got the funding for it, because some people like to find investors, and you made it a public investment. Yeah. Um, and now, how did you uh, initially get out there and get people to know that you even had a Kickstarter? I think that's the hardest part. Like, you could anyone could start a Kickstarter. But then to have people know that that's there so they can donate, how did you get the word out? Um, so, like, being a home brewer, I started as a home brewer. Um, we, would, uh, we would have, like, beer festivals. And towards the end of having the beer festivals, it was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so it was just like a nat- natural progressing. So after we started having uh, the beer fest, and, you know, we, we already started an Instagram page, a Facebook page, and we just started growing from there. And then that's pretty much social media is how we grew or had the, uh, the Kickstarter account. Nice. Help, and so help, uh, help out of the Kickstarter. Right, right, right. Who do you run the brewery with? Um, I have one partner. Um, just mostly just me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you basically are the head brewmaster. Yes. And this partner of yours. Head brewer, salesman, marketing yeah, I was going to say, I was going to go through the list. <laughs> and this other person uh, is, is there? Is they help out throughout the- Well, they helped with the, 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 the setting it up. And since we started, okay. it's- uh, So they had a background in- It's been a quiet partner now. Okay. All right. They helped those set up the equipment yeah. and everything. And then yeah. I had knowledge prior to that? Uh, more on the like marketing side uh, okay. of things. Yeah. So more of a business partner yeah, than exactly. anything else. Now, how did you start with the home brewing? Where did you um, where, where'd that come from? It's actually a funny story. Uh, my a, um, guy from my firehouse started doing wine, and uh, I, I wanted to get into it, and I was you know had nothing else going on, so I, I did one batch of wine, and I left it in my dad's um, shed, and it was going good, going good, and then one day I went in there and it was shattered. And I was like, oh, well, so it was, it was six gallons. So it was a, it was a five, gallon, five gallon carboy okay. and a one gallon carboy. So okay. I had the one gallon still, and that was good. And why did, some why of the did it shatter? Uh, was it was just cold? Fro- froze, uh, oh. I guess, being mm. in the shed. And then uh, 
So then after that, I was like, you know what? My cousin started doing beer, and then I started, you know, he, he was giving me some information on it, and I just kind of took off running with it, and I, you know, I was doing the kits, and started with Extract Brewing. And well, then, what, what kit did you start with? That's always an Actually, interesting you know kit. what's funny? Because my first recipe he kind of gave me, I didn't even okay. get a kit first. My first, it was like a Hefeweizen, and um, he just kind of, you know, geared me in the right direction, and then that's when I, you know, started getting on, like, northernbrewer.com and okay. doing the kits, and... Uh, um, so once um, I made the jump from to all green, that's when I was like, "Oh wow, I can actually." This is how like real brewers make right. it. Okay. This is actually going. This is how they actually I'm brewing make beer. beer. This, is how, this is not like taking shortcuts or anything. You're doing the whole thing, and uh, I kind of like fell in love with it. Like all my days off, I was just doing it at home in the backyard, and that's literally where our, our logo came from. It's, this is in our backyard. Our, uh, our oh, Barnshaw cool. logo is. Uh, where I kept, you know, a kegerator in there. I made it into like a bar, and um, that sounds so, like yeah, an that awesome is. shit. Yeah, <laughs> just homebrewing equipment in a bar, straight on tap beer. Um, so yeah, so like I was saying, we kind of like overgrew that. Uh, we had like a six tap kegerator in there, and like, like I was saying before, with the with the beer festivals, we our last beer fest, we had like seven beers on tap and a hot dog cart and all that. <laughs> so it was just natural progression. Uh, what um what our, what festivals did you start with? What was like your um, first festival where you yeah, sat down like I'm at a festival I'm yeah, serving it was people. Pretty cool. Um we did um not this past uh, August before we did the one in the s- summertime at uh out east. Blank. Yeah. Uh was it the one at the end of um Robert Moses down there? The Craft Classic. I think they just changed the name of it. It used to be out east and they changed it. It was the now Martha got, Clara. Yeah, for so a now while. it's uh, uh, Hector State Park. Yes, so that's right. Hector. That's so right. last, last August, we, that was, we were technically still we were waiting for our licensing and okay. uh, we poured at that one. Well, let me ask you a question, yeah. and that's interesting. Can you still pour at a festival without a license? Yeah, so that's a kind of qu- quite a weird because everyone else there because, is yeah. So like, would you be covered people, under the festival license? Yeah, maybe? it depends on where you have it. Like, I, yeah. I think when you have it like at a brewery that you're covered. Um, so I don't. I don't I, that's a good fine line. Yeah. I'm not really sure. But it's too late now. You're yeah, got the exactly. license. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you can do now. So yeah, the heck, that's cool. I I I didn't get to that one. I I like the ones that are outside. Like when I was going out to Martha Clara, it's nice. It's not super hot. It's, it was August, if I recall. But it was yeah. um, it's intense around and and Hexer's actually much more uh, shaded, a lot more trees mm-hmm. around. Martha Claus in the middle of you know the field yep. where they run yep. the horses, so uh, it's definitely much hotter then. But if you get there early enough and you get the VIP pass, which gets you in an hour early, mm-hmm. you can do the whole rotation mm-hmm. really fast and whole other hour back. drinking. Oh yeah, um, so yeah that that that's I just was very interested because I I know some people start in different places and that's. Uh, it's a really cool place to kind of kick it off is at a festival. Yeah, definitely. That must have been a really great um, time there. So uh, you got to the festival, and you kind of left the home brewing, and you were scouting for new places. Because I I've, haven't been in Barnshed, but I've been to Barnshed, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. I went there, and I didn't realize the tasting hours were closed. So I got there at like 4 for a 5 o'clock opening, and I was like, damn it. I had to check the website, and I... Mm. You probably were open. That your trucks were all there, and I'm like, should I go in and just be like, be that guy? <laughs> I have to go to work. Can I get a quick beer? I didn't want to be that guy. But uh, how'd you pick the place that you're at now? So tell us a little bit about uh, the brewery and the layout and what you got going on there. Uh, okay, so um, it was actually we were just driving down 107 one day, and uh, we saw uh, a warehouse call. So we called, and uh, the first place we looked at was like at first it said it was 1600 square feet and, and it didn't end up being 1600 square feet but the mm-hmm. landlord was working with us and he was really nice but we were like oh it's probably too small let's keep looking so we kept looking 
And we just kept coming back to this place. And uh, now, how big is the barn? How big uh, the shed? It's ten by ten. All right, so it's so not like it's yeah, not. It's uh, not much, I was gonna say you're gonna really make a big jump from yeah. if it was like a you know forty by forty shed. I'd be nah, like, oh, okay, nah, so you small not, like a yeah a shed. Oh, so you really had you were cramped in there. Yeah. So um, so sixteen hundred square feet is a pretty good upgrade. So then, but then when we signed the lease, we found that it was twelve hundred square feet. Oh well, um, well what so, happened to the other four hundred? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't they know. Counting they like sold the... us on the sixteen and they got us on the twelve. Oh. I guess um, <laughs> sneaky bastards. But uh, everything was. We really liked the landlord. He was working with us. We were going okay. back and forth, and we, we said. Uh, and then I know he was saying that you guys talked to Steve from Barrage. So yes. he was selling. So he was upgrading. He was selling some of his equipment. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so okay. we bought some of his equipment, oh, and it okay. kind of was all right. Now we're going to be a one barrel brewery, and then let's try and make it fit in twelve hundred square. Okay. That's <laughs> not. So that's pretty much not what we out did. of the realm of no, possibility. No, no, no. And so we make it work. System's one it barrel. Work. One. Ba- well, it's you know, fifty-five gallon uh, brew system with forty-two gallon fermenters. So I mean, finished product is one barrel. Yeah. So you're just turning that over like constantly, all huh? the time. Jesus, yeah. I got seven fermenters, and every time one's empty, we're filling it up. So, what is that like? What you know, um, having that you know equipment to that scale? Like, what does that do to like your your schedule? Like, because you you guys have quite a few. Varieties like, like I think it actually helps us with the the variety uh, because when um, we're not sitting on a beer like we're not making ten barrels of one beer and have to wait for it to finish okay to, you know so we're we're kind of cranking out one beer and then we're going to the next so I just started double batching like one of the uh, two two of the beers that we we sell to um, you know other bars or um, Growlerfield beer distributors um, so I don't have the double I can't really double batch so I have just two um, Two fermenters, and I just put it into because we have two um, barrel bright tanks. So okay. I, I just put, put both got it okay. fermenters in the. In so you're the just bright, rotating so. in a sense, yeah, or are you exactly. just double batching and go, double batching and go. Yeah, well, more more. Y- only the, the beers that you know uh, have accounts that for move, double batch, yeah, they move. Yeah, move oh, of fast. course, yeah yeah, 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 like the 135. The 135 is probably turning into our flagship. It, I mean, I guess it technically was our flagship in the beginning, but now it's really starting to uh, take off. So I saw on some of the social media that you're going to local bars, and I'll bring up the little story that I had for you. Um, uh, I've been working at the campaign house for uh, over a year now. No, uh, maybe about a year. And uh, you guys came in, and you—I don't know if it was your partner or your friend—and um, I introduced myself. I said, "Hey, I'm Mike. I, uh, I'm thinking about starting the show and whatnot. Maybe it was like five months ago, like December or November. And I think you were scouting out, you know, bars to to distribute mm-hmm. to." And, uh, yeah, I said, oh, at Barnshed, isn't that uh, upstate? And you're like, no. I said, <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. I, I feel like an asshole. I'm like, uh. <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was it. So I was thinking of Tilted Barn uh-huh. with the barn. And I'm like, oh, it's got to be something else I'm thinking of because I'm constantly out there looking at uh, what's out. And it, since you were relatively new, I hadn't heard that there was one open in Hicksville. And you said, no, we're five minutes away. I went, what? Five minutes away? I could go. So that's maybe like two or three weeks after that is when I stopped by and I realized where it was but could not get in because <laughs> it was too late. So I do apologize for feeling or making that comment. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we then maybe like three weeks later got the, um, I think the porter was the first one that came Yeah, pumpkin and porter. Oh, it was delicious. Pete, it, one of the great porters that I've had. Nice. Yeah, and, and it sold. It sold uh, heavy at first. It slowed down, and then it got heavy again, and then we went through it fairly fast. And right now, I don't know. I don't think we have the 135. We have something else. Mental toughness. It's a yes. session, <laughs> session IPA. Yeah, it's a session IPA. 
and it's good. And yeah. that's at the end of the night when I'm drinking, that's what ah, I'm drinking. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, they they're they're promoting and they're doing very well, and people are asking about it. And as bartenders, we're telling them where to go and yep. where it is. And um, we, you know, of course, just being from the show and supporting local breweries, we definitely want everyone to get a little piece of the pie. And there's nothing really in and around that area. And I think that's what's really nice is that that most of them are out east or in Queens, so you're in the you know. They have little hubs, you know, like we mentioned, Bayshore and Farmingdale. Bayshore, sure. and Farmingdale. Bayshore. Yep. Then one in Amiable opened up, but there's still nothing that, to my knowledge, right around that Hicksville, where we are right now, Levittown, uh, Middle Nassau County area. And I think it's great to have one right there. I'm pretty sure you're yeah. going to get a lot of people uh, because they don't want to travel down to the South Shore and go into yeah. Suffolk County. Those Nassau County people hate mm-hmm. the Suffolk County. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's pretty cool. So you, you bought the uh, the space. And you're, you said you're in a one-barrel system still? Yeah. And so what, is there plans for upgrading that, and where are you going? Um, not right now. We'll probably maybe go another year on what we have and then see where, you know, how fast or slow we grow from there. Sure. Um, like, and you're uh, getting repeat orders from some of the bars? Yeah, that are... yeah, so that's a good thing. Yeah. And being a one-barrel, so we're not going crazy. But we only have, like, five you know, five bar accounts. Yeah, where, where, bitter, so, so where can people find your stuff? So we time? have a uh, campaign house mm-hmm. in Bethpage. Uh, BK Sweeney's has the 135 okay. in uh, Bethpage. Um, I like that you split it out. You didn't put the same one yeah, on both. Yeah, we almost had that happen because they had the mental toughness first, and then okay. they wanted the mental toughness. But uh, And then we just got into Beeries. Uh, Mr. Beeries. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, Beeries. Yeah. Pass up the um, <laughs> <laughs> he used to play uh, darts and watch, uh, um, what was the cover band at the time? It was a it was a Kiss cover band, but it wasn't like the Little Kiss. Yeah, we went to go. It was a long time ago. Never liked, <laughs> but I love Beerys. <laughs> Beerys is uh, one of those places you have to visit once you turn twenty one. You got to go. <laughs> all right, we're all sorry. Hard, hard to explain, Mister Beerys. Yeah, it really is, it, but it's great. It's one of those classic places on the island. Like you just know the name, especially yeah. if you're in around this area, uh, Western Suffolk, Eastern Nassau County area. Uh, what other accounts do you have? And then, uh, yeah, so we have uh, Hempster Turnpike. I think it's called Kegs and Cases, a beer distributor. They have oh, a growler, yeah. growler yep. fill. And then uh, Bullseye is another uh, Smithtown uh, okay. beer distributor. Oh, you made it up there. Nice. Okay. Um, and then I work in Astoria, so we have a, a cafe called Queen's Room. Okay. And uh, we have an account there. They also have the 135. Um, but I also brought a, another beer from the cafe. So they make a cold brew. Yep. She gave me oh, some bunch okay. of cold brew. And I made a coffee pale ale. That's out one of, of those styles so. that's uh, it's very very popular yeah. these days. Yeah. And now it's clear, correct? It's, it's got yeah, the. It's, it's not a, a dark. It's a pale. It's pale color. Pale, so it's okay. a pale ale, not. Uh, no, I don't mean like a. Like, oh, like it's a not like a stouter reporter. Stout report oh, okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's yeah, odd. We kind of have mentioned that along the way that there are several beers out there now that you look at and you don't expect that smell or that taste, and that's interesting. I think people are going to start to catch on to that. That's for sure. Uh, and Smithtown is an interesting one because there's so much going on up on the North Shore now um, that to get in there, that's pretty good because I don't think people, again, know so much about the, the Nassau County area because there's not that many yet. And it's yeah. not seen as a, a hot spot just just yet that that's uh, a good place to start branching out to. So yeah. what do you have in store for the future? Are you looking towards more of an Astoria area, looking to Queens uh, Maybe like one or two uh, more uh, accounts. Oh, well, we also uh, sold a keg to a place called Beer Wax in uh, Brooklyn. Oh, oh, I yeah. know about Beer Wax. It's a record place, right? Yeah, record. It's really a cool place. Yeah. Been there, uh, I haven't been there, but we've seen some yeah, of it yeah. online. <laughs> some of their posts. Very cool place. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of those guys that's a um, uh, 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 an enigma, we'll say. Someone that's the guy that runs it. Okay. Um, 
because he has so many of these records that you would just never mm. know. And the way he's marketing the place is very, very interesting. Everyone should check it out. I think it's Beer Wax on Instagram. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can see some of the um, the bar and the shop and, and what's there. And it's very cool. You have a beer and pick out. Ra- that's a very interesting. It's cool concept. Yep. It's a totally a Brooklyn thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn, it's so, such a Brooklyn <laughs> thing. Yeah. It's not something out here that would even catch on. People are like, oh. I assume there's food trucks outside most of the time. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't sit. There. Well, there's probably a store right next door that you can bring food in. Food in, in but, yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of food trucks, so you guys have, uh, you don't have food at the brewery per no, se? No, don't. Do you have food trucks coming in? That would probably in? be tough in 1,200 square feet. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let, me, let me put a deli. Squeeze, squeeze a kitchen in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do not. We, we are looking uh, for some food trucks. We haven't had one yet. Um, okay. So, so what's your tasting room hours as of right now? So uh, we do Thursday to Sunday. Thursday uh, night we do trivia. We open at oh. 7 oh. to seven 10 trivia. That's a hot thing. People yeah. People love doing that. <clears throat> I think it's great. I like that. Who, who, what do you get when you win trivia? It depends. Like twenty dollar tab. Uh, oh, that's nice. Tab hey, that's not bad. A couple beers. Oh, yeah. yeah. For some knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Take it. I have lots sure. of uses. It's not easy. You yeah. realize how much you don't know about trivia when you play trivia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you have <laughs> or the theme the trivia on or something like that. Simpsons trivia night and. Well, there's like two special categories every okay. week. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, a that's friend that's... actually runs it. Whole, uh, runs it for us. So it's. Is so what's trivia night this week? I don't know yet. Oh, okay. figure, it's, it's always Thursday night, so I got to figure out what He's the, the keeping category. it under wraps. Yeah, so I got to no figure out the category. We usually that day or the Wednesday, we we throw out the two uh, special categories. All right, cool. Well, it's been going well. People, you know, started off slow, and then yeah. and it's been getting busier and busier. It's been good. Uh, and then Friday we're open uh, six to ten. Uh, Saturday one to eight, and Sunday one to six. So it's been uh, it's been going pretty well. Very good. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, you have live bands, artists, people come in. No, not yet. Um, just. We ha- we do have a jukebox though, an oh. old school CD jukebox that really? is a fan favorite, and uh, we started um, donating half of our um, CD half of the money. Uh. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> half of the money that comes in because you got to p- uh, pay to play a song. Or yeah, right, right. Two for a dollar, whatever it is, and uh, half of the proceeds go to a di- selected to categ- uh, charity every you know month awesome. or two months or something like that so it's been going well does it make either of you feel old to consider that like a cd jukebox is like <laughs> I know, old school I know. Like, where's the digital one <laughs> that's considered like that's a classic because it only it plays cds i remember there was God. a uh, i went to go to a diner <laughs> with my me. father in rockville center i think it's the one right there on um sunrise highway and they used to have you know the independent jukeboxes. Oh, and like the booths yeah they used to but that would trigger a record, an actual record at the larger jukebox sitting in the other thing. So we'd hit the thing, and then I'd run over, and I'd watch the arm come out and put That's the cool. record down and spin it. There's something to say for, you know, what that is and what that brings to a child's yeah, you know, yeah, memory. Yeah. And I don't think that ever will go past our generation. I don't think no. anyone will ever enjoy something like that. Now it's push a button on your phone and Bluetooth it to the little jukebox there. And if that even is a thing... The kid already has an iPad, an iPhone, yep. and headphones. And while the parents are enjoying their dinner, the kid's quiet in the corner listening mm-hmm. to, you know. Can dirty. you imagine showing your kids like a VHS tape? I we have VHSs at our house. Okay. And we just do not have a VHS player. Because why would you? I don't. Where would, I, I, I don't know why we did that. <laughs> I, My mom still has we all collected. the like Disney yeah, stuff they, and all the home videos still, but like. Yeah, and you can convert that for nothing nowadays. I mean, yeah. you send it away, they convert it and send it back yep. to you on DVD, which is soon to be out anyway. <laughs> yep. So now we're going to come to a point where even our kids think about DVDs like we think about VCRs. Yeah. They're going to be an outdated thing uh, in 10 years. Physical media is dying. It's gone. And you know what? It's good for the environment because that shit does True. not <laughs> uh, disintegrate whatsoever. 
It's got like half lives. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not a scientist. I have no idea. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. I have no clue if that is the thing. Uh, Let's get back on a topic we're yeah, both more, more well versed in beer. <laughs> beer. Well, I like CDs, but anyway, I that, those were great. It's, so that's I, it. It's fan funny you say like that. Um, you guys know the place Susan's in Bethpage? Nope. Seventy-five cents draft, and I guess it's a dollar now. It's off uh, railroad. It's actually not too far from. Yeah, Campaign I House. think that's the one bar so, that's other than the two that are there. Yeah, so it's like a hole in the wall, right. and that's where we got the CD playing jukebox from, and oh. now they went digital. <laughs> <laughs> like a hole in the wall is a digital jukebox. You're like, oh wow. <laughs> Really yeah. behind the times here. <laughs> <laughs> They're really moving up in the world. It is pretty cool to see the inside of it, though, because there's this like, I imagine. You know, a circle of CDs, and they, they rotate, and it's pretty cool to see the arm pick it up. It's And even branching <clears> off of that, remember when cars had multi-CD things? You had to mm-hmm. go in the trunk to take yeah, the tray yeah, yeah, out yeah. and put all the CDs and stick <laughs> it in, and it would skip when you hit a, a bump yeah, or a pothole, yeah, and you're like, yeah. God damn it. Nowadays, it's all Bluetooth, and you don't have to be streaming from the Internet. You don't even have to download anything anymore. It came a point where I was downloading things, and I don't even do that any longer. But it's you can never download beer. Ah, think about that. Not yet. Well, for what? <laughs> How are you going to do that? <laughs> Let's, well, <laughs> unless there's teleporters, that would be unbelievable. So uh, we got ourselves a location, and we've been brewing, and we have a, a one-year anniversary coming up. When is that? May 5th. May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. That's a hell of a birthday. And that marks the anniversary where you started home brewing, or when you did the... What what was the moment where you so say uh, that's opening our day or something? Yeah, right? opening the brewery yeah. of the actual location lo- yep, of the location. And what's now. the address for people that are listening? One hundred Lamon Lane. It's uh, Hicksville address, but it's, I guess technically in Bethpage. We always say Hicksville Bethpage. Yeah. Is it like Bethpage Post Office? But Hicksville yeah, it's like Hicksville kind of Bethpage Fire, Hicksville Water. But if you look on a map of Bethpage, it's in Bethpage, but it's right mm-hmm. on the border. And where the uh, what's some of the landmarks that are over there that people will be able to know if they're in the area or not? Uh, Lowe's, it's just south of Lowe's and Applebee's there on 107. Um, on the corner is a uh, Sloman's is across the street from us on Lamon Lane, and on the corner is a Ford dealership and uh, a U-Haul place. And now, how close is that to the Beth Page Studios, Gold Coast? Probably less than a mile, like right down the block. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's right there. I've uh, actually hit up uh, Kevin James on Twitter saying, Kevin James, come uh, drink. Drinks, drink for free at Barnshed <laughs> to see if he would ever come. He's been here a few times. Oh, really? Cool. I'll give you a quick story about that one. <clears throat> we, uh, My buddies and uh, my wife and I were coming in. We are going to see uh, this Sunday night show um, where there's seven comics. And they come out and do a couple minutes each, and then the headliner comes up. And Kevin was here before Kevin Can't Wait uh, scouting out comics to be on the show. So... Chris Roach, who was on the show, was one of the comics that night. So my wife and I are sitting in one of the rows that you saw out there, and he's in the corner. Like, I can probably, if I t- got out of my seat, I could probably touch You're him. you something at him? And I could touch <laughs> him. He was very, very, very close. And I look over, and I just did a head nod. I was, think I was wearing a Mets shirt, and he kind of just did this one back. It was him and his agent. And, you know, they were scouting, and, and eventually they picked up Chris Roach, who's now Mott on the show. Chris Roach is here all the time. Great guy. And constantly is, you know, being used on the show. And a lot of the comics now, Chris Monty, um, Joe Starr, these guys all were governor's favorites. And he ended up picking them all up. So he had, like, this little resource sitting here in Levittown. Mm. He could come. Uh, he's funny. Let's get him on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. He's funny. Get him on the show. So he was in here a lot. And he would come up and do surprise guest spots. There were oh, Sunday nights better. where people were like, oh, I'll get our normal comics. And then all of a sudden we got a special deal, you know, a surprise for you. It's Kevin Very James. Cool. Dude, the place would erupt. He'd do like nine minutes not even trying, just being him, just talking about shit. <laughs> and it was uh, unbelievable. And we saw him that night. That night he um, got up, and he's got up a few times. 
so while I was here. So he's he's a great guy and uh, he really uh, supports local business. That's why he came back here to do the show and not sitting out in uh, North Carolina where some of the studios are or out in Hollywood. And uh, yeah, he picks up a lot of local people and he uses, as far as I heard, he uses local agents, he uses local uh, crew and staff. So it really does support the local area and, and you know keep keep hitting him up. I think yeah. he'll eventually stop in there. Uh, maybe just tell him let's watch a Mets game and have a beer together. Yeah. <laughs> like, speaking of location, that uh, you guys were saying before, like we're right off 107, and there's just so much over there. You got all those uh, where the studios are yeah. now. There's so many factories back there. That's like a well, you got business. You a, got a lot of businesses yeah. that we have to still tap into. You know. Yeah, I, I see a lot of people out there marketing um, with flyers and banners. So that, yeah, that's stuff some people would love. I'd love to have a brewery right next to my school. How great would that be? It's probably some stupid law against that. that no, not, not <laughs> <laughs> just walk out of my door into the brewery. That'd be great. No, there it's some stupid law. Yeah, like underage drinking yeah. on a camp, school campus. Um, right, so, stupid laws. Right. So tell us a, a little bit about you yeah, uh, outside of the brewer. What do you do? Um, you know, for for a living because uh, your Thursday through Sunday doesn't quite fill all your time. So um, tell us a little about you, Brian. Yeah, I'm uh, so. Uh, I went to uh, SUNY Cortland for uh, business in, what was it, like 2000? Jeez, we are old, I guess. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right up there. <laughs> I graduated in 2005. Um, <laughs> while I was in school, I took the uh, the fire department test in the city. Okay. And uh, I graduated a business economics degree, and there was no jobs out there, so I took like a warehouse job. Um, I was in that for like a year and a half, and you know, living at home, still not making much money, and uh, the fire department called, so I jumped ship and... Uh, it's been 10 years now. Wow. And you grew up here? Yeah, I grew up in Bethpage. In Bethpage. Yeah. So homegrown and homebrewed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not, good for you. not too far from uh, home base. So the fire department takes up a lot of your time. You constantly. Yeah. How's the commute? Oh, it's brutal. Uh, but I mean, most of the time I'm really doing it two or three times a week, so it's not too bad. Um, Give us a, a, a of course, leaving <coughs> names out. Give us a quick fire story something crazy that happened that you were involved in <laughs> oh man put me on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to pick the top one uh, you can come uh, down man. a little bit to like one of the ones you would just sit around and tell your buddies about but like it's a, I, I find it truly interesting i'm not afraid of fire but i don't think i ever had the drive to do that I'm, i i actually at one point thought about volunteering but yeah. i just don't have any time i'd love to be it, but i don't want to be the guy be like no nah, i can't make it out to that accident or i can't make it out to that it's definitely not call. me <laughs> i mean i have i think i have the bravery to do it i just i felt like it was always something there but i just didn't have the i don't know i just didn't want to devote time to something i had to bail on all the time like bartending i could just bail on not <laughs> as important i can't serve alcoholics their drinks tonight oh well world's going to go on but it, i feel more obligated if there was someone in trouble or mm-hmm. someone there so anything any great stories? Uh, the I city's got to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Constantly it's pretty crazy. Stuff. You see some stuff that normal people don't see. Uh, I can't really think of anything. <laughs> 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 I was kind of yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just thought maybe if you had something on the tip of your tongue, boom. Hey, think about it. Maybe we'll get to back to it later. The um, the business degree definitely helped though starting the brewery. Yeah, it's funny because so, when you're in school and you're like taking all these math classes, all these classes, like, what am I going to use this for? How many people use their college degrees anymore? And, uh, and now it's paying <laughs> and attention. Here oh yeah. And now <laughs> I'm like, I wish I paid attention to that uh, Excel class and how to do the formulas <laughs> on Excel and all that. <laughs> and how um, how often are you at the brewery? You're almost there every day. You're not working. Yeah. In so the pretty city? much, I leave the firehouse and go to the brewery. Um, I'm usually, you know, bartending one one night a weekend, and then I'm brewing the other two or transferring or kegging or doing something else. So devoted to the craft. Yeah. 
Oh, jeez, that takes up a lot of time. Well, thank God you don't have kids or married because they would hate you. <laughs> yeah, really. They would hate you. I see people juggle that, and that's that's got to be difficult, especially if that's not your full time job. So the full time job plus the yeah, oh, that's got to be ridiculous. Uh, give us a call if anyone's out there. Give us a call five one six four six five three nine nine zero five one six five one three zero five one five. Talk to Brian from Barnshed. Brian, I got to ask you. Um, so what is the current tap lineup right now? If I were to go into the brewery tonight, it's funny that you said that. I was going to bring a, a menu and I forgot one, but uh, ah, that's all right. Right now we have the one thirty-five. It's a pale ale. Mm-hmm. Rockin' the oats is an oatmeal wheat. Ooh, a mental toughness. Wait, o- oatmeal wheat. Oatmeal wheat. Hmm. That's uh, a pretty oh. good. So. Number two is usually like a wheat beer, so in the summertime we had a Hefeweizen there. Or right, okay. So the wintertime we had an oatmeal wheat there. So let me, when you're developing your menu, I'm sorry <laughs> to keep interrupting, just, do, you, do you think about it? Is it in the one slot, the two slot, the three slot? No, nah, only for one and two pretty much. Okay. Like there's like going down the list, there's, there's ones that have been there from day one, and then the other, you know, the others have been rotated out. Um, so three right now is the Mental Toughness of the Session IPA that we have at uh, Campaign House right now. Mm-hmm. Um, four is the... Uh, the cold brew pale ale is telling you about. It's called Morning Brew. I brought that with uh, with me. Five is a porter. Five has been a you know the propaganda porter from day one. Uh, one has been uh, one thirty five um, pale ale since day one. Um, six is Brothers Ale. It's a cream ale aged in the bur- bourbon barrel. Yeah, we got to talk about <coughs> that. That's gonna be cool. Seven was our St. Patty's Day beer. We did a, like a dry stout, but aged that in the bourbon barrel as well. <laughs> um. Eight we just put on um, probably two weeks ago, and we've gone like f- through four kegs of it already. It's a Beth Page Blonde. It's a Belgian style blonde. Ah, We're doing really well. Right up Pete's alley. Yeah. You and got then, him on uh, that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else we got? Nine is a State Eleven. State Eleven is a uh, like a multi forward IPA. It's a hundred percent. I don't know if you guys know about the farm brew licenses. Yeah, 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 yeah so we were so talking about that one. That, uh, so that one is a hundred percent New York State ingredients, Very green cool. and uh, hops. And so for the other breweries on that list, you're you're at the 20% mark at this point? That's correct. Probably so, yeah. a little bit more on some of the beers. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that, that's the minimum, yeah. right? Yeah. And you can always go beyond that, obviously, mm-hmm. if you need it for but any. It's, I think uh, Sarah was telling us it, it goes up from, like, so a, the end of next the year, years or something, right? The end of, beginning of, 19, uh, tw- tw- I think we have a, a year left. It goes up to uh, 60%. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, it's a big jump. Now, do you and have a lot to of people stay on for that? Yeah. So a lot, unless you or change you your license. Or you have to get a new license, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, what was the far, that? The farm uh, brewer's license is a lot easier to get, right? I think it's... Yeah, and there's a little bit more perks, a lot more tax breaks, and right. you're allowed to open up five locations on the red. And, uh, Jesus. It's, yeah, it's... That's it's a, it's a good and, and bad. They, I mean, it's five a, it's five. good <laughs> for... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to push out a lot of beer to be able to afford the five locations. The one-barrel system quite won't work for the five locations. And ten is a um. That's a yeah. Is a, a, a lager. Oh, a lager, nice. Yeah. Cool. F- like you still contemplating? I, I'm five trying locations? to think of like any brewery I know that has five locations. I barely know one that's two. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, why would you? I mean, that's great. I guess they just want to leave it there in case you do. Trillium expand. has two, right? Boom. But they're both in. Ma- yeah, they're man. both with is the the can. You think of something like even like. Uh, but I don't think like they're part. They're not New York State, so that doesn't apply to them. Yeah, like exactly. Brooklyn or Blue Point, even like. Those are probably the two biggest in, in New York State. And they, you know. and they don't need the, the farm rule license. Well, neither. No, yeah, 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 true. They Especially that Blue Point. But, uh, yeah, Jesus. that's. It's I'm sorry. I'm just. Uh, business-wise, it makes sense to go into the uh, farm brewer's license, correct? Yeah. And, and anyone starting up probably should do that just because it's the easiest way to get started. And, but at one point, that 60%, do you see yourself being able to, to go through with that? I, I feel like. 
I mean, you have a long time to build and to grow, but at one point you got to be like sixty. Is it t- yeah? Is it tough to get like that much of your ingredient? You know that that much of your stuff. It's from getting you? better. I mean, when we like a year ago, <laughs> back when I started a year ago, um, it's gotten better already. Like the greens are getting better, but you know, but you're paying more for you know less quality, right? And and, and all that. But um, it's it's definitely getting better. I don't know sixties. Right. But I mean, I appreciate the fact of local and locally Absolutely. grown That's, and, yeah. you know, but you don't want to put out bad beer. So it's, you know, catch 22, it's balance, but it's yeah. got to be like a balancing act. Yeah. Of, I don't know why they didn't just go 20, then 40. Yeah, that's exactly that's what a lot of people are complaining about. Jump. Yeah. yeah. Why the hell would you do that? That's and, 90, crazy. and it's going to go up to 90 in 2024. Holy so crap. people are going to be. Get in them while you can. Yeah, wonder, but though, there like, also is a, a dual license you can do now, too. It's part okay. farm and part. The only thing is you still need to brew 50 barrels of New York State beer. So so you gotta, part, I, I would hope that they're like, you know, that that that's one of those things. Sounds good on paper. You know, you're going to spur local business. You're going to, you know, and not just the breweries. Then you're yeah. far, but like, is there as much of incentive if you're if you want to grow grain or hops? Is there is that much of incentive as there is for someone opening up a brewery? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I feel like they we're the only ones that have to you know reg- be regulated on how much we use. No one else is, so you know we have to buy their their that, that's you know like their product whether it's good or bad. When you know the forty something breweries that are on Long Island all have to do. 60 to 90 percent of their stuff like, it's a good time to get all, the grain or hops uh, right, in all, new york state like, is, is the product going to be there that's uh that's interesting that and that's a question concern. that uh people is there gonna be enough land yeah. to grow it yeah i mean that's part of the uh, growing population in new york state they're uh promoting all that business perks and the you know mm-hmm. startup new york programs people are building in these places that probably should be farms and is there any land to grow that amount and yeah. and are they, like you said are they going to be regulated to grow enough to supply the brewers and that are have, they gonna to have to use 60%. That stuff in, you know, so if, if I want to open up a farm and start growing hops, am I am I in any way incentivized or uh, regulated to, to supply hops, you know, to Barnshed or, or any, you know, any or, other or, New York or State or, uh, Here's another scenario. We're at that point where everyone's at the 60%, all right? Now there's a shortage. Right. Are we, are we changing policy? That's Are it. we going to have to re- regulate that and drop it down, and is that going to help out? And by the way, when that sixty percent jumps up, you're still getting the other perks, correct? Yeah, the tax yeah, incentives. Yeah, yeah. So those remain; mm-hmm. they don't change. That's not terrible. That's the, that's the carrot. <laughs> that's yeah, <laughs> here it is. Uh, are you are you not scared? Because I see you just it brought in some crowlers today, and they are made of aluminum. So are you uh, at all uh, worried about the tariff Trump is putting on the aluminum production? Uh, Not to get into too much politics, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. as of right now, no. I mean, actually, I just got an email from the place we get our kegs from that they're not. As of right now, they're not getting affected. Um, a lot of that's recycled. Yeah, exactly. So, so I don't. Not. I'm not sure. There's something else that I probably ha- should do some more research on. But uh, as of right now, no. I'm getting a text. There are a couple of brews that have multiple locations. Uh, Greenport has their uh, oh, Greenport right, location, right, yeah, and now their other one. Right. And Rockaway apparently has two different. Uh, locations. Yeah, one in Long Island City and one actually in Rock. Yeah, they right. started oh, okay. in Long Island City. So that's interesting. Right. I mean, okay. I didn't think about Greenport's second location as right. a brewery, but as a location where they can open up a brew pub, True. have a food connected to the, the beer, and have a location. So I didn't think about it that way, but that's uh, interesting. Um, do, well, I guess what I was going before was the um, break into the brewing uh, community. Was that a hard transition? From being a home brewer to trying to be accepted by the other people in the community, um, and I know you got your stuff from Steve, so obviously there was a relationship there. Um, so how'd you how'd you kind of work your way into that and get into the? 
I don't. I, I mean, maybe at first, you know, people are reluctant to um, to let you in. But I mean, I feel like a lot of breweries um, were kind of on the same page at the same time, like starting to open up. I know you guys ha- said you guys talked this out from Brewers Collective. They're they're one year anniversary. Super, the yeah, exactly. Yours. So yeah. they opened in uh, in April of last year, and we opened in May, so it was right around the same time. And they've been super nice to us. So like, we have like meetings. Um, like well, the, there's all the Lyle Guild now. The right? Guild. So yeah. we go to those meetings, and I'm, you know, you, you, you know a few people, and then you know a few more. Sure. And it's, uh, I'm really not that sociable, so it's a little bit different <laughs> for me. So I just stand there in the corner, like twiddle my thumbs until someone says hi, hey, how are you? But uh, it's been good, man. It's it's like a, um, like a fun competitive environment. It's pretty cool. And I really like to sit under that Guild. It's like a king author in the Knights of the Round Table around there. You got to look around and go. I wow, and yeah. the Blue Point guys there still? Are they still coming to the guild? I, I haven't seen. I think they are involved, but I don't. I haven't seen them now. They probably just own the building <laughs> that it's being held in. They're like, yes, that all ours, and everyone has to pay to get in. That's that's amazing. <laughs> did you participate in the Cascale Fest? I did not. So like, I told being a one barrel system. Right, I was we say, have it's our anniversary party coming, and we're mi- also missing this Belmont uh, Beer Fest in, on Saturday, and Tap New York. So there's mm. a couple of things we had to kind of. You know, focus on the one year anniversary. Once the one year is uh, passed, then we'll we'll start doing some festivals again. That, t- that taste of New York, right? That's what that. Uh, no, it's different. Upstate? That tap, uh, yeah, there's a couple of uh, beer competitions upstate, and yeah. they have a festival. So what was what's tap New York? I'm thinking. I'm uh, just the beer festival upstate. That's oh, a, it's a, just really a, oh, big, okay, yeah. all right. That's cool. I don't think I've been to that one. I question I was up. thinking of earlier: Where do you get your bourbon barrels from? Uh, it's yeah. a good question. Um, there's a place in um, the, my first one I got. It was a Buffalo Trace bourbon barrel and i've used it probably eight to ten times now and it's been great okay that and was sometimes my I, second question how, I, how I, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um so i got that in, it's called a northeast barrel company um they're on instagram i found them on instagram and set oh. them up and we'll tag them I tonight them and up. get them into uh, the show yeah and then um and they specialize in like in selling like yep, so i see all like different, all different bourbon, type of bourbon all barrel different barrel type once, of wines right? everything yeah so yeah obviously okay real which I found out that that's not necessarily the case. I mean, they to call a bourbon, you're supposed to be only used once, but then you can age something else in it, right. like a, a different rye or whatever. Oh, um, okay. But then I – so there's a guy that comes into the brewery all the time, and he, he liked this uh, brother's ale that we were brewing, and he mentioned the place out in Long Island called Live Long Island Vodka, and they yes. have bourbon oh, yeah. barrels. So I got two barrels from them. So I've been using those as well. So both and places. So you can, and so you can reuse that a few times? Yeah, I've used those a couple times as well, okay. yeah, yeah. Northern American Barrel, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'm just looking at them now. They got some really nice uh, supplies. A lot of them, though, are the small little on the bar kegs, uh, barrels rather, but I'm sure they have mm. larger suppliers. And does one barrel of whiskey equal one barrel of beer? Is it the same? It's 53 or 55 gallons. So, okay. I, I mean, I'm only filling it up to f- maybe 40 or 35 or something. Oh, okay. Leaving room for expansion. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that. mm-hmm. Yeah, That's awesome. Um, we're going to take a break. We're going to regroup. We're going to uh, come back. We're going to have some beer. Try, try some beer. Oh, that's going to be great. Uh, what do you What do you want to tease, Bri, before we come back? You got anything to promote besides uh, the brewery, any upcoming events, stuff besides your one year? You want to give us a little bit of information about that? You having a uh, party? Yeah, so uh, May 5th, uh, Barnshed Brewing, 100 Lamon Lane, Hicksville. Uh, yeah, we're going to have some food. We're going to have some fun and uh, appreciate the, uh, the one year of uh, been opening. Awesome. All right, we'll be right back with Brian from Barnshed. This is Mike and Pete on The Wart. We are live on YouTube. Go to The Wart. It's, it's The Wart, spelled Wart. I got to keep doing that. We got to figure mm-hmm. that one out. Uh, also, check us out on Instagram, The Wart Podcast. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. 
Check us out. Call us in on our next segment, 516-465-3990. We'll get back in just a minute. Gov's Radio. <laughs> yes. This is the worst. It is. Radio. Thanks, Karen. Karen, you're the best. It's beer o'clock. It is beer o'clock. We are here with Brian from Barnshed. I wanted to set the mood a little bit for you. A little Zach Brown band in the background. <sighs> Feels like I should be on a porch keeping... Some animals away with my shotgun. You know, I did some archery this weekend. Did you I haven't really? done archery since I was like nine. I've never done archery. It's fun. It sounds fun. But it's it's not quite what, you know, of course, I didn't have a compound bow. All right. Okay. So now I'm with what amounts to uh, Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't quite get it on. I used to be able to rack it and, and fire no problem when I was a kid. And now I'm fumbling around. <laughs> it's falling off. I'm like... The kids looking at me, this twenty, like probably twenty year olds looking at me, like, "Hey, idiot, just hold it with your finger." And I'm going, you "I know, bastard. but it never, yeah, I'm turning it sideways like I'm a gangster with a gat, you know." <laughs> I, whoop, the kill it shot worked. I did. It, it worked out really well. I uh, they had a bunch of you know foam stuff that you could shoot stuff in. It was it was pretty cool, but uh, I also did some rifling. Ah, oh, what'd you shoot? Uh, it's just a single barrel rifle. Okay. Uh, and just target practice. That's fun. Yeah, that's always good. And then uh, some paintballing. Also very some fun. Some ice skating, some go-karting. Did you get shot with paintball anyway? No, no, no. It was in a target range. Have you, have you ever yes. gotten paintball? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I, I have. Yeah. I have, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what we should do? You ready for this? I don't know if I don't know if this would work because I don't know how we good. Take our kids paintballing. No, dude, my four-year-old kids. <laughs> yeah, my four-year-old was rifling off shots into this uh, target. It was pretty cool. Yeah, we got a couple pictures of it. She's going pop, 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 pop. <laughs> it was awesome. I uh, know we should get uh, the wort. The day at the paintball, we'll go to cousins, get a bunch of brewers, go out there, cool. drink and shoot. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be a good time. I know Steve would be in. Steve, uh, Steve, and, and Mike from. Uh, from Brewers Collective, he he go out there with some brisket and we could see now. Am I tempting you enough that you could? I do like brisket. I know. <laughs> I could basically <laughs> have you do anything if, if brisket was involved. Uh, I am, uh, yeah, no, easily tempted by food. Nice. All right, we're here with Brian. we're here with Brian from Barnshed. We just cracked a beer here. This is uh, the 135 Pale Ale. Brian, tell us a little bit about this beer we're about to drink. First of all, cheers. Cheers, cheers. guys. Enjoy. Uh, so it's a you know basic. Pale ale, a little caramel malts in there, and single hopped with uh, 100% Cascade um, New York. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, it's, it's New York <laughs> State Cascade. <laughs> New York State Cascade, nice. Yeah. It feels local. It's nice. I, I tell me if I'm I'm wrong that's on this. Malty. Yes, it's very good. I like that. I feel like sometimes a lot of the uh, the beer, if you were to duplicate the ingredients in someplace else, the water is what changed things. You you share that. Uh, concept or idea? Yeah, I mean, ha- we're actually really lucky on Long Island. Uh, we have really good pH water. Um, yes, I I literally only filter my water. I don't uh, do I don't put any chemicals or anything in in my water. And uh, and some people really do. They have yeah. to actually load so, it up. So like you go to Colorado, they, they their water is awful. They got to do a lot of chemistry and. Really? That's a whole yeah. It's a From whole other thing. Coors commercials. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, right off the right off the just melted right. snow, man. <laughs> That's they a make lie. it seem so easy. <laughs> just pure Rocky Mountain water, Brian. <laughs> Why would I to us? Sons of bitches. Yeah, this is really good. So, uh, Cascade hops only, single hop, single hopped, and that comes in the fermenter or where are we putting? Yeah, so it's not dry hopped at all. It's all okay. in the boil. Oh, okay, great. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, awesome. No dry hop. And very malty, like you said. I like yeah, the color. I like that. And the uh, very smooth. 
Yep. Smooth on the tongue. It's delicious. And we're going to drink a lot of this because we've been an hour without beer, and it's always like a tease that we have to really uh, drink this as fast as possible to get onto the next stuff. What's the ABV on this one? Uh, six four. Jeez, nothing was. Uh, they're all they're all above six percent. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go get them, Tiger. That's it's actually this is actually the first beer I brewed. Uh, um, and my when I switched up to you know home brewer five or ten gallons to forty gallons. My efficiency was so high. It was like 80-something percent, and this was like 7 percent. So I was like, I got to cut this back some, some a little bit. 7 percent pale. Yeah, 7 percent pale. Usually you see uh, like double IPAs coming yeah, in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I had to cut Jeez. it back a little bit. Took a little two-row out, and but okay. it came out good. Yeah, that's excellent. So this is what you started with, right? Trial, tribulation, yeah. And, yeah. And this is How many batches do you think it took before you got this the way you wanted it? Oh, man. And it, it I'll all probably brew this like every every. 14 days or so or something like that. Really? Every, nah, maybe every That's 21 days I'm brewing this one. Wow. So Probably at least 10. And this is the probably the best seller at the brewery as well. Yeah, it does well. I mean, the Murphy's Law. Lo- uh, so our lager is called Murphy's Lager. Um, so that one I does like that. Uh, really do do well as well. L-A-W-G-E-R? Yes. You spell A-A-W-G-E-R. A-A-W-G-E-R. Yeah, 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 nice. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm good at spelling <laughs> stuff <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I like to play on words, though. Those are fun. And uh, so this is the one that's shipping out to multiple locations yeah, along, yep. along around. Mm-hmm. And the responses, obviously, are very good because it is a very good beer. People like a good pale ale. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what they're, they're kind of scared sometimes of the IPAs because of the, the bitterness, the IBU yep. level. But this comes in. Do you know what the IBU level on I'm is? I'm not 100%, but it's, 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 it's a low. decent amount of hops, though. It's yeah, a good amount of hops. Yeah, but it's not that yeah. bitter. You, it, you couldn't taste that. No, yeah. It's a little no. bit on the finish, but that's, that's about it. Yeah, it's nice. It's yeah, really it's good really on the good. tongue. Um, so, uh, do you have you made any variations of this? Uh, just like in a cast, I dry hopped it in a cast that with with whole hops, uh, cascade whole hops, and that came out really good. Um, but I feel like this beer is kind of like a beer that is a cross between the craft beer fans and the local, you know, people that drink the local lagers or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's like right somewhere in the middle. It's like a starting point where um, you could get the craft beer fan because you know it's a little, it's a little bitter, a little, you know, a little bit of everything, and then. Drag in some regular uh, beer drinkers. Yeah, it's very good. Approachable. Sorry, I'm pouring a lot more. Yes, Breeze. Yes, Breeze. <laughs> right, you brought a lot of beer. <laughs> I know, seriously. We got a lot of I beer. I had down. no idea what to bring. No, that's, you did did just fine. More is always no better. One, no one's complaining <laughs> here. It's just that we got to constantly drink that. <laughs> I should have brought bigger glasses. I usually only bring the, uh, the Fest glasses. Yeah. We won't take it all on. You can take some home. Even though you have probably, what is your fridge stocking at home, beer wise? Oh man, it's so crazy because I'm always at the brewery, so it's like people bring us beer, and I don't even have like time to <laughs> time to drink it. Um, now I got these crowlers, though. Uh, we're just waiting on the labels, but uh, now I'm just gonna start bringing crowlers home. But, uh, <laughs> um, I don't even know what I have. I know I got a, a couple of KBSs or uh, barrel aged stuff that's sitting okay. in the fridge, and then even stuff like I barrel aged that as a home brewer are still sitting in the closet. I got like two crates of beers that I, I've been saving for a, a couple, rainy day. couple of years now. Yeah, yeah. I should cool. go through it because now you know I'm literally never home, so I don't have time to drink it. But I would uh, imagine your schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if um, you know if you waited long enough on some of those home brew that the. You know the complexity changes. Do you ever try to like, you know, uh, week two and then month two and then maybe a year out or something like that? 
Uh, ever try to go through some of that stuff? That would be a good uh, like research type of thing. But no, I didn't. I should. But now that you say that, um, <laughs> I'm I did do, that do tomorrow. <laughs> I did do a beer, uh, a coconut imperial stout as a home mm. brewer, and I uh, and I tried it. You know, like two weeks out, and then I just tried it a couple months ago, mm. and it lost a little bit of the coconut, but the booze was still there. It definitely. <laughs> Um, it's a very boozy. We came, uh, yeah. The alcohol came. Uh, yeah, it was like eight percent or something like that. Oh, I like and the that. alcohol really came through the year later. I find some of the six percenters uh, to drink very light. This one's not drinking as light, and that's not coming from a bad place. I'm saying it's a good place. I do like a little heavier beer, and with the taste and the complexity of it, I mean, I could drink a lot of that, but still feel that heaviness of a good, you know, yeah. d- dankish type of beer has that that flavor to it. It's awesome. So 135 started in the shed, correct? That's correct, yeah. It started in the shed, yeah. and now it's the number one selling. Every 21 days, it seems like a lot. So uh, the Cascade Hops constantly coming in. Yeah, so that's the most popular, uh, most popular. Are you using Cascade? accessible. Hop. Oh, yeah. Are you using Cascade in other recipes? Yes, yes. Um, the Morning Brew has it. The Brothers, I use Willamint, and Ooh. the Blonde, I use Willamint as well. So, um I haven't heard of that variety before. The Willamette, yeah. 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 Do you want to, where's Any, that from? I'm not. I'm not exactly 100 percent sure, yeah. but it's it's like a dual hop where you can use it for bittering or uh, aroma. Okay. Um, but it's I use it a lot in like uh, barrel aged or dark or porters or stouts yeah. or stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you sound like you know a tremendous a lot about the craft. Tremendous a lot. <laughs> did I really say that? You did. I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you know a tremendous about. There we go. That's probably what I was say. Um, a tremendous amount about about <laughs> amount. Anyway, uh, it Keep sounds drinking. like you, you're easier. very knowledgeable, <laughs> very knowledgeable tremendous about the ingredients. Uh, and I know as a home brewer, you know, coming up uh, and going through all this, did you? How much research you have to do uh, besides just the the you know experimental stuff and the trials and tribulations? Was there a lot of you know online help or kind of where'd you get uh, this information from? A bunch of different mix. Um, like I said, my, me and my cousin have uh, been brewing for a while now, so we, we bounce ideas, and he actually helps in the tasting room oh, nice. every once in a while, so we bounce ideas off each other, and uh, he still home brews. Um, Is he thinking about his home brewery, too? No, nah, he's got, like <laughs> he said, he's got a wife and two kids. So, yeah, uh, yeah, there you go. Nope. Done. <laughs> his his time at the brewery is ex- an escape, it feels like, so... Uh, but we bounce ideas and just like books and researching online. So if I have an idea for a beer, I'll you know research a couple of recipes online and then do your own variation of that. Yeah, because I, I as w- at one time brewing at home, I found it daunting to go through the amount of information that's out there and the, the variations of what people are doing to come up with the right thing. And you just kind of lo- I'm lost in the amount of options you have to then just go. Okay, I'm sticking to this cascade at a you know 100% cascade. Did that happen? Like I said, there were variations. You said. But did did you go through a different hop with the pail? Did you do um, a different malt? With the, well, kind of, what did you go through? Actually, having the New York State uh, Farm Brewer license kind of helps that idea. So it's just like here's the ingredients that you have and make a beer out of it. It's not like okay, I have like a hundred. You do have a hundred different hop varieties, but like okay, so like the most popular hops are this, this, and this. I'm gonna and I have this. You know, because there weren't so many New York uh, specialty. Yeah, exactly. So, and right. I feel like that—that that was where I went with it. I was like, "All right, God, give me something, and I'll brew a beer out of it." You know, <laughs> that's kind of how it came. So instead out, of walking into like Costco and seeing and like the whole store, <laughs> you're just like, "All right, I can only—I—I'll I, focus on this one aisle." Yeah, and I knew that that's there cool. was a good amount of Cascade, New York State Cascade. That you know, this would be a good you know 
where to start because I wasn't sure how available it was going to be going into it or you know our first year. Cool. All right. Anyone listening out there, give us a call. 516-465-3990-516-513-0515. If you're listening, um, give us a call. Let us know what you're drinking tonight and uh, ask any questions you'd like to Bry. He's here from Barnshed out in Hicksville. Um, what else? Yeah. Oh, you were just saying hi on the YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what are you looking at? Oh, yeah. I forgot to put us back on YouTube. We're on YouTube Live. Go to the Wart with Mike and Pete. GovsRadio.com, anything like that should direct you towards where we are. Apparently, we're having audio issues, and my buddy's telling me we're in and out, but we're good now, and we're running strong, and GovsRadio.com is working well, and we're recording everything, so we're good. Yay. Technically savvy today. We've had a lot of breakdowns, Bri. Uh, so what else do we got on the lineup here? I see there's a tremendous amount of beer, and we really got to kick it up a notch because we are drinking sort of slow. Maybe I'm just slow. You slow, Pete? Nope, you're no. done. Oh. Yep. Oh, boy. It's Who grass. could is it grass? Let's take a listen. Is the work with Mike and Pete? Who's on the phone? Hi, this is uh, this is John. Uh, I just wanted to see if I can make a call a uh, question for the, the team. Okay, John, what do you got for the team? Um, the the brewer for Barnshed, he says he has an anniversary party coming up. I didn't hear the whole stream, so I'm not sure if he mentioned he has any special uh, special beers coming out uh, for that for that party or not. Ah, John, uh, I'm sorry, Brian, John has a question for you. You got that? You, uh, any special beers coming out for the anniversary party? Uh, yeah, we actually do. Um, so one of the beers I brought uh, with us is the Brothers Ale. We actually have a small bottle, bottle release going out. It's only like uh, like eight cases or so. And we also have a, Be- a Belgian barrel-aged uh, double. Ooh. Um, it's going to be coming in at like seven something percent. I still haven't had a name on it yet, and I <laughs> just kegged it today, so uh, we'll see how it comes out. And that's only going to be available at the anniversary yeah, party. I mean, we'll, we'll, we're going to release it on the anniversary party and see how it goes. What time do you open? I'm having a single tomorrow party, but now I have now just like <laughs> now we have to consider <laughs> something to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Rethink everything now. Starts at one. Who knows when it finishes? One till whenever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, John, you sound like you're pretty knowledgeable about barn shed. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh yeah no I'm a Long Island Long Island guy so I know all the breweries or you know I try to. Awesome John what um what's your favorite brew here on Long Island and you don't have to say Barnshed you're not gonna hurt <laughs> Brian's feelings. Uh you know it's it's tough I'm drinking a lot of uh, Gozas now so uh, my local brewery is uh, Sand City so uh, I get there they got a Goza on now but uh, is that the mango? Is it the mango one? It's uh, the guava one right now. Oh the guava I knew it was one of those passion fruits I couldn't think that of. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I actually picked some of that up. I actually have something here. Uh, John, have you tried the um, the Maniac? Handsome Maniac? Yes, yeah, the, yeah. the triple. I, I got a couple cans of it somewhere. I have one here tonight. I'm going to break it out at the end, and we'll have a taste of that as well. Good stuff. And so, John, you're from the North Shore? Yep, yep. I'm, I'm in Northport. Awesome. And have you been to the uh, Sand City Tasting Room since they reopened? Yeah, I've been a couple times. Uh, I live right around the corner, so I go get a growler now and then. So I was very Lucky. happy to reopen. Don't take offense, but you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me about. I, I didn't have it for four months, you know. So I know. Well, you had the back door on Scudder. You could have gotten anything you yeah, wanted. Yeah, I have so many cans in my basement now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Do you up, hate your neighbors, <laughs> like uh, for for doing that to for, you, for shutting them down? <laughs> like I you know it's you know. I went to the, the meeting. It's, it's tough. You did? But, uh, wow, yeah, you are an advocate, John. Good for you. That's awesome. John, uh, what is your favorite beer from Sand City of all time? Of all mm. time. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Mofosaic. We usually get that for, like, Ranger Games. Just get a nice growler that drinks pretty nice. Nice. I uh, love their names. You've had more Mofo? 
even more yeah, mofo, even more mofo, mofo. <laughs> yeah even more mofo yeah but, but mofo zaic i don't know why that was like one of the first cans that came out with i was always in love with that one yeah and i've had um i just actually recently drank the infinity two which was delicious i might add but i have a couple others here i gotta try and, and they come out with so much stuff i can't keep up i'm not that close to them but i'm sure you pretty much get at least one of everything that comes out yeah i get like three and then i have like a, a stockpile now and i you know <laughs> You can't really afford too many $18 four-packs, but I find a way. <laughs> you work that extra little bit in overtime to get that last four-pack. I think that's the, the average. I mean, uh, Brian, without discussing too much of the business side, um, are you selling growlers? You're selling. Uh, you're going to be selling crowlers. Did you ever consider the four-packs? Do you ever consider a six? Do you have a, a bomber you guys are selling? What are no, you? no. Um, just like we said before, like just being a one-barrel uh, system – like beer to go would just be growlers and crowlers for now. Um, so the amount of beer that you'd have to brute in order to, to I guess, satisfy a customer base, how, what would you have to do to the brewery as it stands now to get to that level or? To do like a bottle or can release. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess until we ru- start running out of beer, I guess that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's how you find out. Have you ever gone through a batch and, uh, you know, basically run out of beer and go, there's such a demand, i got to do more of this. Besides maybe the 135, has there been something else out there? Yeah, so um, so we're a one-barrel system, and we're not, we don't have, like, temperature-controlled equipment, so we just have, like, a fermentation room. So it's hard to do, like, a lager. And the first lager I did, I literally just put the fermenter in the walk-in box, <laughs> let, it fer- let it lager itself, uh-huh. and then uh, put that in the bright, and it went in, like, 10 days. Wow. So I've been double-batching a, a lager yeah. now, too. So Obviously, the demand's there. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the whole Pixville, Bethpage, Levittown area is all lager drinkers. So I feel like that and the pale ale, maybe even the uh, whatever wheat we have on is like the, the gateway to, you know, get people to come <laughs> in and have a beer and then Try maybe leave new. it at the porter or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the porter was excellent. I think people usually, uh, you know, start there. To be honest with you, if you start there, you're going to probably take everything else that's on the, the menu. Hey, John, um, I got another good question for you. Um, what is your favorite establishment up there on the North Shore that supplies local craft beer? Um, I'm more of a local guy. I don't go out too much. So I go to the Lark in East Northport. It's got a lot of good stuff. You know, That's uh, a good bar. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't get out too much as I want to. I'm, go, I'm going to try to go day drinking this weekend. I'm just trying to find a spot oh. to go on the, on the way to Riverhead. But most breweries open at, you know, the afternoon. I want to start drinking at noon. So <laughs> <laughs> Get that Killing started early. Time. I miss day drinking. That's part yeah, of being know, an great. adult. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be alone for a few hours before a wedding. I'm like, oh, let me go stay drinking Riverhead. They get four breweries. Yep. <laughs> they don't open until three, so yeah. i got to do something else. You know, you pregame a little bit in the uh, Riverhead um, Aquarium. <laughs> Bring a beer to the aquarium, and then you could, uh, you know. Or a brick house. Sand City opens at noon. Yeah, so I might just get a growler at Sand City and then drive out, you know. and then. Well, they're smart. That's, that's smart planning. What about Brick House? I mean, they're open. I would think they're open for lunch, right? That's you true. Should. I can go to Brickhouse Barbecue. I was thinking the same thing. Go to a town and start there. Or go Patch Out. Blue Point opened a little earlier, but Blue Point is open to 3 2. So I was like, oh, you know, I might as well Blue Point just opened go to Riverhead. Big room yet? That's what I was just no, about to ask. Yeah. I think they still have their small room right now. Thank they you. just had the Cascale, the last one there, but I think they're not quite ready to pour at the. Um, What's the old college name? I can't think of it. Briarcliff. Uh, Briarcliff. Briar Briar yeah. Briar yeah. Briar yeah. Briarcliff. Yeah, yeah. Briarcliff. I, I passed by there two weekends ago, and uh, they still have the concrete blocks over the driveways. You really can't get in there, even if you wanted to. Um, they do have the signage up, and they do have the tanks in and everything. You cool. can see that through the windows. But I think they're still only pouring at the 
Uh, at the old one, yeah, at the old one. And uh, John, did you get up to the cat? Did you get out to the Cask Ale Festival? No, I've been previous year. That's usually one of the better, better events. You know, it's not yeah. too crowded, and they got a lot of good beer. But I didn't make it this year. Yeah, there was a. Uh, they boasted eighty breweries this wow. year, and I know I don't want to make Brian feel bad, but I know he's been very busy trying to get his uh, anniversary beer out. Um, but they, there was a tremendous amount of turnout for this one, probably because it was the last the one last at the old place, there, and yeah, they're yeah, probably yeah. trying to show a lot of support. It might not even been room for everybody if they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they had to turn people away. My buddy went. Probably uh, not next year. Nick went actually. <laughs> no. My buddy Nick went. Oh, okay. Yeah, if he calls, if you're listening, Nick, you can call in, give us a little rundown on the Cascale Festival. Um, but yeah, do you have another event that you're looking forward to, John? That's coming up. You got tickets for? No, I, you know, I'm a I'm an old hat now in the, in the the craft beer world. So after 10 years of drinking beer, I don't like uh, lines anymore. So I don't <laughs> don't really go to a lot of the events if I have to wait online for more than like you know five minutes. So I hear you. The ones at Nassau Coliseum, the one we went to uh, in the fall, actually was really good. There wasn't many lines. There wasn't anything that was uh, truly you know like overpowering where you're like forget this, I'm not going there. Forget it was actually pretty laid back. But I think as it has now returned to Nassau Coliseum. It'll gain its interest back, and I think you're right. I think the lines will be back to being long. Belmont's always good. Belmont was fun um, uh, last year, and you're right. By the you know the second hour or so, it's going to be difficult to get some beers. So, well, John, you got anything else for us? No, that was it. I just wanted to see what's going on at the festival. I mean, the festival, the uh, anniversary party. So, sounds like a double will be interesting to try. I'll be uh, keeping my eye out for it. John, do you have any social media that people can uh, follow you? See what's on no, no, at Sand no, City? No, no, or I don't have you know, I, I don't have Instagram or anything like that. I don't have Twitter. I'm not uh, I'm the least tech savvy person. That's why I use a phone to call you. <laughs> good for you. You can probably. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you used the phone. <laughs> yeah. G- congratulations on the phone call. <laughs> that was awesome. And you're using the streaming service, obviously, if you're listening to the show. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, yeah, I've listened the last few weeks, so I'll keep an eye out for anything else I can learn about the new breweries. All right, John. Thanks a lot for calling for in. Calling. We appreciate Thank it, buddy. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Ah, John, brand new listener. Was that a friend of yours? Wow. I don't know who that a is. A listener. <laughs> Pete brings a smile to our face. John, thanks a lot for listening. We appreciate it. I wonder how he found us. The well, word he doesn't have social media. Yeah, that's. Yeah, if he doesn't. I'd be curious to know. Well, maybe uh, cards, stickers. We've been kind of painting the town mm. a little bit with stuff. I got some stickers and stuff for you, too. Um, the T-shirt, if he went to a brewery and Dan told him about it, that's actually, man, that was a call we should have just asked that one more question with. But we'll have him call back in again. Next John, thanks next a lot show. for calling. Thanks for listening. Um, so, yeah, we're here with so Brian. we're drinking from, now, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're here with Brian. So this is the, uh, the Beth Page Blonde. Oh, I'm excited. There it one. is. Pete's now in heaven. I do like I do beers. like it, yes. And, uh, yeah, so very basic uh, malt... Uh, and hop schedule, um, and I just the first time using this uh, Belgian yeast and just let it let it do its thing, and uh, it's been a fan favorite the last two weeks. I guess it's it smells been on. Great. It's, yeah, it's flying. This the lager and the one thirty five have been doing really well. Cheers, 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 guys. I, Enjoy. I, I jumped the gun. Yeah. No, I, I already <laughs> it. So did I. As soon as he handed it to me, I sipped it. I'm like, mm. but yes, very That's very good. delicious, smooth, refreshing. Definitely in in that spring summer. Oh, this is like uh, perfect. So, uh, like looking at the like, I never want to concentration concentrate on like one type. So I wanted to have like a big array and uh, so being like a seasonal type, every season you know beer changes. So I wanted to 
and the spring was always like my least favorite season with beer coming out. Like I was always there's looking at very ex- yeah. I, I love the summer exciting, ales, love the right? winter yeah. ales. Same here. Yeah, love yeah, the, yeah, you yeah. know even the pumpkins or whatever in the fall. You can do dark. You know start drinking the dark beers again. And then in the spring, I was never really excited. There's about nothing it, so. good, like that. I, I was talking about that before we were coming in. Like now, like um, it's almost like the greeting card industry. Like where like you know. Uh, Right after President's Day, you start seeing like summer beers coming out, and I'm like, I'm, I, it's it's not enjoyable yeah. if it's 30 degrees out still. Like, <laughs> well, I don't want a summer beer. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> right. I always said I, I love it when the Brooklyn summer comes out. It's like you know bread and butter down at the beach. But right now, I don't really. I'm not really into it just yet. It's got to. It's got to be above warmer. 70 degrees to start enjoying. Some I also like it in cans, preferably, just because easier to bring to the beach. But. I like those, you know, like winter beers. You know, some of the darker stuff. I, I love fall. You know, Marzins. You know, the Oktoberfest. Yeah. I, I love. I like that a lot. A good like, Bach. Yeah, absolutely. That's that was. Bach's not great, something you'd see though in the winter. I mean, in the spring or summer. No. Yeah. no. Like spring beers. I mean, you, you pretty much you know you're thinking like your St. Patty's Day kind of beer. So you know everyone's pushing a red like, ale. Yeah, red ale, stouts, mm. pushing Guinness, stuff like that. But. Which I you know are good, not my favorite styles, but yeah, like. But it's basically like a break out of winter and breaking into spring. Like so once it's April, like I want the weather to get warm, right. And I want to start drinking. Well, not this year. This year's know, been shit. Something like this, some half of Yes, yeah. You know, do we uh, do we have the half of with us tonight? No, we do not. That's all right. So then we'll make a note to get down there. there. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm looking for that a couple of ones that we didn't see and this didn't is drink. Really good. And yeah, this is this your excellent. first Belgian beer that you? Yes. Eat? Very yeah, cool. yeah, very good job on that. It has quite a great color to it. I do like that. I don't like it when they're too light. A little cloudy. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good delicious. stuff. So uh, you said the same, uh, the same hot profile and and what type of Belgian yeast you're using? Is it something that you had to experiment with, or how'd you go through the process? Um, to get so to this I one? only use dry yeast. So I just went to um, I forget the name of the brand, but. Uh, just went to their Belgian yeast and uh, had a lot of good reviews on it. And, uh, and is that basically what's what's making it different than than some of the other stuff you brew currently? Is just different. Yeah, so, so like same malts. And it's funny because me and my cousin that you know he brews as well. I, we go we went we've been to Roscoe upstate and they mm. use one one yeast profile and that's yeah. it for all their beers. So, mm-hmm. but I feel like you get a little of the same flavors in your beers when you do that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, um, from their amber to their um, pale ale. There wasn't much of a turn. Yeah. And you usually see a bigger turn, but the, the hop added a little level, but it, they were good, no yeah. doubt about it. But you're right. There was kind of like this consistency as you went right down the, the flight. And so, like, my plan was to, wasn't really to array from that. And, you know, once we start getting some feedback and then you're like, okay, I'm going to do a wheat and I'm going to do all ales and wheats. And then we started experimenting with the lager and now the lagers are really doing well. And now... We're getting compliments of having so many different varieties, different types of yeast, because then you're you're, you're having a, a yale, a ale, then a, a lager, then a Belgian, then you know, so you're having different four right there, and then you double that, you have eight different types of f- flavor profiles, right. and so Gives that's what options. like yeah, so that, yeah. that's kind Something of what we're going for, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. like that's what our, our niche or, or whatever you want to call it is. Was that a uh, the niche is having no niche basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, was that a no conscious niche. effort to say? It might be a beer name, no niche. No, mm. that's a good one. Like Maybe you name that the du- the uh, the. There, there, there it is. Go. Maybe <laughs> ten days from now, <laughs> look out for no, no niche. niche coming out. That's awesome. So the blonde uh, is one of the staples. We'll say now. I, are you gonna put? Oh, that in absolutely. On? It's. Um, but I mean, I feel like you get a little bump in the beers when you first put something out that hasn't been out there yet. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like people it's, like oh, it should be a good go to. And was it coming out as six, six, seven? Wow. Okay, so that's yeah. up there. Yeah. 
Okie dokie. Yeah, let's take so yeah, a lot of ladies. the uh, <laughs> a lot of the blondes I actually read up on are were actually in the seven. So I uh, really yeah. Which ones did you research? I on forget it? the names, okay. but uh, a lot of the ABVs were uh, they're up there, huh? Pretty high. A yeah. lot of the Belgian stuff is yeah. Well, yeah. If you look cents. at the doubles and the triples, that's the whole point of them that, that they're trying to or the balls and the triples, which I like. The I don't know how to pronounce it. I love clearly. it. I love the triples. Trappist. 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 Yes. That's my jam, though. Those are. Well, the one I have here that we're going to have at the end, that, that's a triple. That's a 10. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Oh, it's Allagash has a really good triple. Hurt. I want to mention oh, something, oh. and, and um, when you finally get to that level, and, and I guess where I was going back when I was asking you about canning and potentially going, um, there's this, uh, we'll say, an unknown business that is doing some really great things out there. We'll leave him unknown until he actually seals the deal. Um, and he's bringing in some very, very uh, unobtainable brews out here on Long Island, something you'd only find really in the city or in Brooklyn and Queens. And it's coming down to the South Shore, and I think they're really starting to support some of the local breweries. So I've seen Dubco in there. I've seen um, Mustache in there, which I've seen in other places too. But some of the very, very sm small breweries, uh, they, they're probably going to end up having small craft when craft goes to cans and stuff like that. Um, I could put you in touch with this guy if, in fact, you get to the, the cans or even, you know, like a the 16 growler or a, uh, uh, not a growler, a bomber or something like that. Uh, they're doing some really great things. And we've mentioned it before on the show. If you do a little research and listen back to the shows, you can hear exactly what we're talking about. But uh, this particular shop is doing some really great things, and I just want to uh, give a shout-out to uh, our friends over there. At um, They're really doing some, some great, fine things. Um, just tease it a little more. Just, <laughs> just some great, fine things are going on here, and we can really find some uh, very beer. And, by the way, that's why I'm saying that's where I obtained the triple. It was something they kept on the side, and, and we'll go through that a little later. But the blonde, uh, it is delicious very good and something that i think i can drink many many of and um how would you kind of categorize it in other blondes that you've had would you throw it up there and um <laughs> and i don't mean like this is the best ever but i'm just saying you know like comparison to what other breweries are doing is it more on the you know milder side is it more on the you know um hop forward side how would you compare Yeah, it? so like I said before, uh, I didn't want to go crazy. I mean, a lot of the research I did was, uh, you know, don't go crazy on the you know dark malts or, or on, the, on the hop. So I'm almost positive I used Willamette in this. And like we're talking about before when you said you didn't know uh, much about it, I feel like it kind of like, you know, not necessarily stays out of the way, but it just gives it that little that little spice or that little hint that you need. And, and, it, and like I said, with this beer, I'd kind of just let, you know, I just put the malt and the yeast in there and then let the yeast, um, the hops in there and then let the yeast do its thing and kind of get that yeast. With the, with the Belgians, you kind of let the yeast do its thing and that's where the flavors mm. flavors are coming from. And I might have missed it. What kind of malt are we using? Um, this one I just use basic, uh, I forget what I used on this one. What did I use? Do they have names like the Pil hops? A lot, of, a lot of Pilsners, a okay. lot of Pilsner malt. Um, but they don't have like... Uh, Marketable names like Cascade or Citra Simcoe. Uh, a couple. There are a few like that, but um, I'm mostly my base malt is uh, two row or uh, the base uh, Pilsner malt for okay. like the the yeah, wheats. Yeah, the wheats. Yeah. Or two rows a pretty popular yeah. one that people yeah. use. Now let me ask you a question because this is something we haven't asked anybody yet. How do um, these malt companies and the hop companies market to you? 
I know you probably end up going out and finding them, but how do they market? I mean, in your perspective, because I know how they would say it probably, but how would you feel they market to? Do they come to you? Do they show? Do they know about you? I mean, how does that all go down? How does that relationship start? Um, from the beginning, like even before we opened, I was doing a lot of research on like where to find you know malt and and hops and where. So I I kind of did the research myself, and then with the New York Green stuff, um, we just found this new malt. Uh, called 1886 and they're a huge production that might actually help this whole industry with the the farm brewer license um because they're I, new york based they are new york based and um i think they have like uh sunoco or something like that I'm not, i gotta check back on the where they're from or you know they, they have big money behind them and um it might be a way to be you know so i did a couple orders with them because they did free shipping in uh in february um, so I just test them out, and the, my gravities are all on point, and the flavors are there, and they have specialty malts, and it's so mm. far so good. And that's how they market and it, right? They yeah, give you, like, incentives you know, right. and stuff. And then after that, they touch base, and they, they come, and they stop by the tasting room and say, you know, how's it going, and all that. So oh, so they do. Now, let me get this <coughs> funny. People coming by the tasting room. Do you have any, uh, let's say, local checks? I mean, I'm sure someone's come by and checked the liquor license or the, the farm brewer's license. But anything past that, like, is anybody checking to see if you have 20% of your... Yeah, that's actually funny you said that. We got uh, audited last year. You did. <laughs> and Because uh, I've asked this to other people, too. That, that sounds that, like that, a lot of fun. Oh, man. my God. It was so much fun. Uh, we had to go to Albany. And actually, it's funny because on the first uh, subpoena I got had the wrong brewery name on there. <laughs> What'd they call it? And different date. It was a different another brewery on All the right. island. And then... Uh, different year so they had it from 2016 i'm like we weren't even a brewery in 2016 and they were like okay we'll send you another one or you know giving me a hard time yeah and i was like listen i don't want to you know i'm doing my right thing with doing the 20 percent. so i had to go to albany and show them all my brew days and how much grain i'm using and all the invoices and all that and wow. um but right. yeah good thing you kept all that good thing no, you had the business I mean, degree <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> right. i had to go I back and you know, you know really you know pinpoint everything but they wanted to know all the invoices and all that stuff but what are the penalties for not meeting? The That's 20%? the thing too. It was like it was kind of like a um, a baseline they wanted, like a baseline of how many people are compliant with the the farm brewer license. Because okay. now next year when we go to sixty, they want to make sure people are compliant. Yeah, is I mean, that, uh, like when it, is it sixty? Like six uh, percent for for everyone, or is it like uh, the first year for you is twenty percent? Then it goes, or is it yeah, just sixty? No matter so what, like a brewery opening up next year would have to be have sixty, to 60. Right, from Jeez. wow. That's so it's hops. It so this is another thing I, I found out too that I didn't know right away was it's it's sixty percent hops and then uh, any other ingredients. So the, one of the malt, but malt could be one. And then if you're using like or New using York pumpkins or, or vanilla right, or, right, or right, whatever, right. that counts as. So they too. just basically they take all and the is ingredients. Is it by volume? Like what's like? Because I mean, if you just you, you you mentioned pumpkin, pumpkins. Exactly what the guy heavy. said. Yeah. <laughs> so like, use all your pumpkins, and then you don't have to use uh, right. New York is that, malt. Is that what it is like? Or yeah, so it's, yeah, it, it, you could be twenty pounds of a pumpkin, and you'll be. It's by be weight, satisfied. I would assume. Yeah, then, by right? weight. Yeah. Oh, all right. So that's so, not. So maybe it's not. Okay. It's not there, as bad there as I some, thought it would be. I don't want to say. I don't know. Loopholes sounds like a bad word, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hops but there, absolutely weighs there are less some than options. pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we know we're going to be using the pumpkins from New York because that weighs a ton more than yeah. the hops do. Hmm. And they, of course, vacuum seal and pellet. You're using pelletized hops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut the oils down and stuff like that. Um, and uh, how much uh, supply do you keep on hand? Like, uh, we were talking to uh, other people, and they're they're trying to stockpile now, while they have you know that incentive. 
are you stockpiling? Are you trying to keep up with, you know, potential um, uh, uh, inf- inflation or, or shortages? Yeah. I kind of sort of like what I was saying with the, the New York Malt I just talked about. I did like I did two orders in February because it was free shipping because shipping can get uh, a little crazy. Oh, that's another thing. I never thought about that. <clears throat> if you're using very heavy like malt. Grain, I would assume. That's going to be heavy. Yeah. The shipping, shipping charges can get excessive. Yeah, I would have. I would have. It, it, get, it, get, it adds up. Uh, but like 1,200 square feet, I don't really have much uh, space to yeah. carry some. So I'm doing like maybe once a month I'm ordering grain or whatever. And we have Another a call caller? on the line. I know. We all kind of stopped for a minute. Uh, we'll take this live. To, oh, no. They're gone. Oh, well. We tried. And if it's you gone. just If you just call, just call back. I didn't touch anything. We just, we're going to potch up. Um, so you don't you don't have really room to stockpile anything. I mean, I, I try my best. Like, uh, I know when I'm, I have a couple double uh, brew days coming, I'll uh, make sure I have an, enough Was the grain. free shipping a coupon code? <laughs> I think it might have been, yeah. Get out of here, bro. That's awesome. It's it's pretty fun to you know. Because did, you did have to order online, so yeah. Really? Some kind of code, yeah. Now, I just got an email for another code, too, so. There you go. If you, if you were a home brewer and you were to buy this, you can't get that kind of, it, basically, the more you buy, the cheaper it is, correct? Yeah, because I mean, sometimes sure. they do it by pallet and, uh, or weight. Now, what if you guys, together as a couple of breweries, you know, split ship and do, like, a, a two pallets and then. Yeah, we've done that before. With yeah. A couple oh, okay. local guys, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It's, sometimes it's just hard to be on the same page. You're ordering different right, times and, and or whatever. Different, yeah. different brewing something different. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, so I know I asked you before about relationships with uh, some of the breweries. Um, what are some of your closest uh, supporters in regards to other breweries on Long Island? Uh, probably the, the closest ones nearby. Like uh, you guys were talking about Steve and, um, from Barrage. I'm pretty close with uh, guys from Lithology. We've done a oh, couple yeah. of orders together. Um, Brewers Collective has been open arms to me they've been super nice and if they any information nicer, yeah, yeah. They, any information they give you was uh fantastic and you know, <laughs> and, you know it's just like cordial friends with uh, pretty much everybody else yeah, it's not cool. like uh did you have as 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 um pomp and circumstance as an opening that they did did you have like the the town supervisor come down and do the no 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 we kind of did like a quiet (laughs) opening and then we didn't have time to do like a grand opening so we just kept opening every weekend we didn't do like uh all right we're again we're we're just gonna keep opening every weekend (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so uh what do we have next on our our list uh we got a few minutes in this segment might as well crack another one open so you have so much beer to drink and we'll just continue drinking beer after in the third segment so this is the morning brew. This is a uh, cold brew pale ale. Oh, yes. That has coffee in it. Yes. That's lot. what I'm saying. You look oh, at it and you brew. go, there's no way there's a coffee flavor to that. But now I'm very interested in. That's not any darker than the 135. Yeah. Like color-wise. You yeah. Know, that's that caramel kind of color. Holy crap. Just wait till you smell. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So this is. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the brewing process for this because. I think uh, there are a couple of breweries doing something like this, but I don't oh. think it's all that popular that just yet. Coffee smell. And people love coffee. <laughs> Who doesn't uh, love? Co- I mean, me. There's mm-hmm. a couple of people that don't like. like I don't like Pete coffee. Doesn't like yeah. coffee. But do, do let me ask you a question. Do you like espresso? Nope. No? no. You don't like espresso? No. All right. We'll get back to that in just a minute. We have a phone call. <laughs> this is Mike and Pete on the word. Who am I talking to? Hey, it's Nicky Knuckles. Nicky Knucks. What do you say, buddy? <laughs> Hey, what do you say, buddy? Let me ask you a question right away. Uh, what are those few things you had to do before you called in? Oh, just get ready for work, make a sandwich, and get my lunch together. <laughs> Be a good boy. 
Nick, I love you, man. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, Got to save a little money there. You know, I can't be buying food out every day. No one buys food ready. out every day. I, who does that? Yeah. Do you do that every, all the time? Well, I mean, you, you, work, at, you work at home. Well, I know. So you just go up and make a sandwich. <laughs> I, made, I made an emu steak today for lunch. What? Yeah. You had an emu steak? Emu. Giant flightless birds are fucking delicious. What? <laughs> I, wait, wait, wait. Uh, time out. Time out. <laughs> do we need time to time discuss time. this? Yes, we do. <laughs> we need to stop for just a minute. You had an emu burger. No, steak. Steak, not so even a burger. It's from like the leg of the emu. Of an emu. Emu, emu, whatever. Whatever. So, where did you obtain it? Is it like steak or is it like chicken? No, it tastes like steak. That's a thing. It's, I, don't, I forget. I, I looked it up. Like, if it's classified as poultry or, you know, red meat or something. But <laughs> it's a flightless <laughs> bird. So I know. It's kind of, I, I don't know. Did it look like red meat? Did it have blood? Yeah. Like, did you get no, medium and, uh, and it bled like you know, a bird? Blood red like in a... color, kind of, you know, it's similar oh. to, uh, but it's it's got, like, about as much beef flavor as, like, hanger steak. So it's, it's fucking God. delicious. And there's, <laughs> and there's no fat on it. It's just, Straight like, up leaner than, like, a filet. Like a beef tenderloin. Leaner. Like, even and you made this at home? Yeah. Wait, wait, you made this at home? I thought you went out. <laughs> no, 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 no. What the no, fuck? Uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Nick, Nick, hold on a second. Hold on. We, I got to get to the bottom of this. This is, this is baffling me. Where the hell did you find so, these steaks? Did you bring uh, it back from I Minnesota? brought it back from Vermont. That, no, oh, no, no, Vermont. No, 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 for Vermont. There's they so, have emus in there's, Vermont? Uh, so my parents have that house in in Vermont. Yes. There's, uh, like Northern Exposure. Pretty much, yeah. No, there's... Uh, there's a farm. Yes. They raise uh, like fucking everything that would be on Noah's Ark. So they, you know, they raise. Uh, they have cows, yeah. uh, pigs, uh, chickens, rabbits. Um, I want to say duck. Okay, uh, I've had all and, that and emu. That's just an odd one that I've never seen in a lineup of yeah. meats. So now are they got... eating all of those up there? Of course yeah. they are. No, all, <laughs> oh great! All of oh, those are available. Uh, <laughs> that's the funny part. Like, so we took my kids there. All of those are available to like pet and feed, like a petting zoo. And then they're gonna or the ones that aren't them. so adorable. And you can buy that are dead and grill them up. <laughs> Okay, and get your way through Noah's Ark. They're hey. fucking delicious. Listen, I, I would I would take my child. I'd bring him. I'd say, pet the emu. Caller? I might. Hold on. I, I don't think the problem, Nick, is we're not going to be able to hear the other caller. Oh, they called and hung up again. Son again. of a bitch. All right. Well, they probably just tuned in and realized they have a caller on the line. Um, you, you pet the pet the emu. Yeah. And be like, uh, no, you don't. No, they're, they're like they're nasty. Yeah. There's nasty. All right. Fucks, so we'll pet yeah. the rabbit, right? Yep. Because <laughs> the rabbit's a little odd. Sure. You don't usually have a rabbit burger or something. And you say, Dad? No, you have it you, at the pasta place in Huntington. It was awesome. That's true. You do. Yeah. I do want to try making rabbit, too, like braised rabbit. It's supposed to be that's very good. good. Very delicious. I had it um, in a ground with other, like veal and something else. Okay. So I had rabbit. Sure. And it was good. It didn't really change that taste anyway. Anyway, sorry, Brian. And <laughs> what about some venison? How about some normal? I got the venison. <laughs> the venison, you got to soak in milk for about a week, and then it's delicious. I want to try that. That and elk. Those are high. I've had elk. We had elk. elk in this studio. Oh, yeah? We've eaten elk, elk right really here. Good. I don't know. I hear Joe Rogan talking about it all. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's good. Anyway, um, so you you pet the rabbit, and you say, you whisper in your kid's ear, and you say, Daddy's going to eat this. This dinner. See, again. Yeah, all right. So listen, Nick, just hold on a second. This is the work with Mike and Pete. Who do we got? Hey, what's up? Who is My name this? is Art Man, and I got a message from you guys to call in. Art hey, Man! Up, Art? All right, listen, uh, Nick, uh, my buddy's Nick on the other line. I'm going to hang up on him so we can talk to Art Man. Art Man, thank you so much what? for calling in. Dude, this is cool. Am I actually, uh, wait, hold on. You are on the <laughs> air with us. on your podcast You're right yes. on the air, yes. Shit. Can I swear on this one? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. 
Oh, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I ask if I can swear, and the first one I say is hell. No. <laughs> yeah, get it out. Get but it out while you can. I'm so, I'm so jealous of you guys because you. it sounds like, and I apologize, I'm not in the best place to be calling in, but I, I got your message on Instagram, and I was like, I, was like, I don't want to be a dick. I'm, I'm going to call these guys. But um, but it's not probably, I don't know how loud it is here, but here's my problem. Yeah. I have a podcast, but we do not have technology. You guys have, I just called you and you put me on the air like it's like it's old school, like radio. Boom, you're on. No <laughs> no screen callers, no nothing. I, I could put you right there. We need this because this would be fun. Cause <laughs> I'm, I'm studying, I'm studying you guys because I, I'm trying to think what we could add to it because I, I am new to this podcast world and I am, I am a, a, a sponge taking in everything. Oh, dude, and how I cool would it be up. where we... Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. We could put it on all our other social media saying, hey, we're live right now. You know, call in with your with your stories or whatever the topic is. Absolutely. And then uh, make the podcast so much better. Fuck yeah. That's, that's why cool. we do it. So uh, let me give you a quick background. We're at Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown, New York, Art. And uh, we built this uh, radio station here for a John Mulrooney who did a morning show for a few years. And then it kind of went dormant for a few months Almost to a year, uh, some of the local comics were doing podcasts here and distributing them out on their websites and kind of doing some promotional work with it and pairing it with that. And then uh, I came back in after creating the studio and being a bartender here for quite some time and started doing a show called Limo Talk with uh, Anthony Day, who used to be on the Open Anthony show. I don't know if you ever heard of those guys out here in New York. For sure, yeah. And I actually even... Even better than that, I like this idea of this limo. Did you say limo talk? Like limo talk. In- yeah, the initial concept yeah. was uh, Anthony Graz is a, uh, a limo driver, and he would sit there, and, and it was kind of like, you know, taxi cab confessions. He would <laughs> hear stories from people that would get in the cab, and he'd bring them to the air and share them uh, with people uh, through a local station on the FM way- airwaves. And then he kind of paired up with us here at Governor's, and he's been doing a show since. I've been his uh, tech- cool. yeah his technical advisor and, and producer for a while, and then I kind of spawned off and started doing on my own beer show. And uh, I, I got to say, before we go any further, I got a brown nose a little bit. All right, I've been watching yeah. you since Wild on on E Entertainment <laughs> with, with Brooke Burke, and I got so many questions that I'm probably never going to get to ask, but that's fine. Dude, I can I can I noticed I'm looking at the the time you you put in the text here. I can, I can call back on another episode though for sure if you guys want to want to want me to. That's that's yeah, fine. I, yeah, but, are you on the West Coast? I. I probably have questions too. Uh, <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, right now I'm in, uh, what do you call it? Ventura, California. Oh, I don't okay. even know if I say it right. I'm, I'm from New England though, man. Yeah, but, no, I know. I, I, um, I've, uh, like I said, I kind of grew up uh, as my drinking days began watching your show on E and then uh, transferring over to Access TV or at the time it was called HDNet and watching Art Man. HDNet. That's Hell a great amazing. channel. H- HDNet. Internet, if you think about it, is so crazy because that was a that was a network that bragged about the fact that it was in high definition. Yeah, it wasn't even that long that. ago. Like that, that's like that's like having a, a network just that's bragging about being in color. You know, <laughs> that like was it's it. just, uh, <laughs> we are not in black and white so cool. anymore. We are a color station. Yeah, and you and, had a, and, and you were a, part of this uh, really ridiculous lineup with uh, Zane and his uh, drinking made easy. And wasn't this a, a Mark Cuban thing? Did you ever get to sit down with Mark Cuban and, and talk yeah, about well, see Cuban Cuban also owns access. Like I, I uh right. I just had a discussion with him last week. The mm. the thing about Mark that is, is pretty cool is he's I, I, I'm always afraid to talk about him because he's a billionaire, you know. I know. <laughs> he's on Shark Tank, he's a superstar, he's yeah. he's heading up basketball so, teams. 
probably running for president. Yeah, don't, don't expect me to say anything negative because he will crush me. But, oh, no. but the thing is, <laughs> he, his reputation of being like the, you know, old school, hand, you know, the handshake guy, like, that's legit. Like, yeah. he, what happened was I was doing um, Wild On stuff for the E! Channel. Okay. Uh, the short version of the story is that essentially Mark sends me an, e- an email and it says, hey, uh, I understand that we tried to get you to come work for us and, and you're not responding because... I wasn't because they offered really weird, like low amounts of money, and like I mean, I don't, I'm not being like a dick. I just mean like really because they're they're located in Denver, and so they're like, hey, would you come to a show for ten dollars an hour? And I'm like, not really, no. And <laughs> so, so I wasn't even replying to them, and then all of a sudden, uh, Mark sends me an email, and he goes, hey, uh, here's my number, call me, let's 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 figure this out. And so, so that's what I did. I just call him and. And he's like, what's going what's to take to get you to come work here? And I'm like, oh, shit, this is billionaire style. And so <laughs> Seriously. I, I knew that that's how he was. So I had already taken a pad and, and put down a list, you know, and, I, and, and uh, dude, just, dude just stuck to it. Like, it's, he's just, uh, he's like that. And if he. What is that you know, like to, to get a call from Mark Cuban and say, like, what is it going to take? Knowing, <laughs> knowing this is Mark fucking Cuban. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I am I am stupid as fuck because <laughs> whatever whatever number I gave him, like basically I, I gave him a pretty good number. But whatever number I threw at him, he just goes, "Yeah, that's fine." And I'm like, "Fuck, damn it! <laughs> I should have highballed like, that like, shit." There's Coffee no for way. Dude, I could have gone at least fifty percent higher based on his. his he almost chuckled, like it was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, is that all? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Hold on, yeah, let, yeah." He's like, "Let me just get that out of my but wallet think, real quick, and yeah, uh, really. we'll take care of this right now." But my theory with him and, and with the E Channel was the same thing. Is always, I'd rather do something for a long time than just totally steal money from them for one year. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather just. Just really, really build that brand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I'll tell you this: um, there was definitely a lot of talk about Artman Presents when it was out on that channel. I, as a bartender, and speaking about uh, beer and being in the the local scene here on Long Island in New York, um, a, a lot of people knew about you. And I don't know how many times you came out here. I know you were in and around the area in the Northeast for a couple of the events that you had done. Can you just uh, some of our listenership may not know uh, who you are, which is strange to me. But uh, tell us a little bit about about. No, what... it's not. It's not strange to me. It, but it, it, it's. I'm a funny. I'm a funny kind of person because I'm not. I'm not like a. I'm not an actual celebrity, but yet people know me. But oh yeah. When they know me, it's 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 hot or cold. So either <laughs> so this is what, this is a typical scene. Okay. So I, I'll give you an example. Like I'll be in Home Depot, and there'll be two people, <laughs> and one of the one of the people will be like, "Fuck you! Are you fucking kidding me? It's our man!" And I'll be like, "What's up?" And the person standing next to that person will go. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> so, so they either, either don't have a clue or they love me. So it's, it's an interesting thing. That's fantastic. But, no, I mean, uh, so I do this. My name is Art. I've been doing uh, these travel. Drunken travel is my specialty. <laughs> yep. And I started a, a podcast. We're, we're going to focus on that quite a bit. But we got, we got some business to take care of out of the gate. We have some uh, where are they now type of things that we've been doing on the first few episodes okay. with some of the characters from the TV show. The TV show is called Art Man Presents. It's still on Access TV right now. It's on three, four nights a week, late at night. I think for you guys. They yeah, don't have a it'll be like 2 or 3 a.m. I've, I've DVR'd a couple of them, but they're repeats. Yeah, I've they don't have before. a split feed, so it's on at like 11 or something here. But, yeah, yeah. you guys, it's late. But, um, but hey, man, it's DVR anyway. Everyone. That's true. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even know what show I watch when it's actually on. I can't even think of one. I mean, besides sports. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other thing what is do you, you watch? You can always go into DVR. When it's actually on. Um, Game of Thrones, probably. Maybe. 
I mean, that's the hot yeah, thing maybe, to watch. But I don't even think Game of Thrones, because when, when, when they premiere an episode, I'll nerd it up huge for you, but when they premiere an episode out here, it's usually at like 6 or something on a Sunday, and right. I'm just not ready to watch Game of Thrones. Well, they don't want to have those spoilers, uh, because on the 9 o'clock uh, run here on the East Coast, I mean, that's got to be the thing. And I, My sister used to live out in California and San Francisco, and she used to say, you know, all this, it's weird out there because sports on the East Coast happens in like mid-afternoon here on the West Coast. And it's strange because you can't DVR it. You're going to get the updates on your phone. In our age, in our you know digital age of getting updates, you can't you avoid it. You have to avoid it. the whole internet. It's almost like you got to change the way you live your life. Yeah. I don't, especially I'm with a huge sp- Instagram guy. And I, like, I just, not a huge, I don't mean like, I don't even know what that means. But I'm saying <laughs> I enjoy that one the most. But I can't follow some of the things. I re- I'm a big uh, IndyCar guy. I'm a big F1 guy, big NASCAR guy, oh, okay. um, big NFL guy. And I can't follow any of any of that stuff because, like you said, it'll it'll destroy me when it'll just <laughs> it'll show someone with a with a trophy in their hand, and I'll be like, shit. Like, well, how just, about uh, when a West yeah. Coast team plays an East Coast football team on a Sunday, and you got to wake up at ten o'clock to watch the game? <laughs> wake up at ten o'clock. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you don't have to wake up at ten. You should be already up at ten. That's I got right. issues well, with the sun. When the sun comes up, I'm awake, <laughs> even if I'm up till four in the morning. I can't. Uh, we're getting to be that <laughs> age, Art. I think that's the thing. Is the older we get, the more like a rooster we are. The minute that thing pops up, like God damn it, no, I can't go back. Oh, dude, I, I jump on my mountain bike. I'm a freak out here, man. You can't the the West Coast, especially Southern California. Like, I lived. Uh, I had an impulse buy in a different state. <laughs> I really <laughs> fucked up and bought this house in a different state and. Um, it was awesome because I could take off my shirt and mow the lawn, and people are like, "Damn, son, you're in shape." And I'm I'm not necessarily, yeah. but for that state I was. But in California, I'm not taking my shirt off. These dudes are all, everyone's all toned, and girls are all oh, yeah, the tan know, and ready to go. So, uh, I had to keep my shirt. Hey, as long as it sounds like we can talk about anything, yeah. you know what I you know what I discovered? What's that? Are you guys into this uh, Ray Donovan? Ray Donovan on Showtime. I watched like three seasons. I couldn't yeah, get... dude, I just discovered this the other night. The um, the DirecTV guy talked me into it. Really? Holy shit, I, I enjoy this, yeah. I knew in the first episode when the guy calls him and the guy's panicking and Ray Donovan says, hey, you're not the first person to call me that had a dead body in their bathtub. I said, all right, this is this show's, this show's awesome. Like, <laughs> that guy's badass. So you know uh, Liv Shriver? Like the... Liv Shriver is the main yeah. character in that, right? So there's a guy that comes into a local bar in Bethpage where I work, Campaign House, and by the way, we have... Uh, uh, Brian from Barnshed, who has a, a brewery, he's the head brewmaster in Hicksville, uh, New York. Um, w- this guy comes in, he looks exactly yeah. like Liv Shriver, and all I think of is Ray Donovan when he walks in. He starts his tab, and I go, thanks, Ray. And I, it, it's, it's amazing how much he looks like it. And by the way, Ray Donovan is also Sabretooth in X-Men, so every time he walks yeah. in, I go, holy shit, Sabretooth is here from the X-Men series from Wolverine. It's crazy, but he's a great actor. No, and either uh, way, yeah. it's intimidating. Whether he's Saber yes. or he's Ray Donovan, you're, either way, you're going to keep an eye on him. Also, uh, the movie Salt, he played a really great character. What a great movie that hey, was. So I was. I was on this podcast yesterday, I just uh, having fun doing these podcasts, because also I think um, it's cool because y'all already know how to do this, and so I enjoy, I enjoy going on podcasts because I learn stuff, you know, about how we're, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. but, well, we don't do it right all the time, Art, but, I mean, we're, we're getting better. We're only four months in. I've been doing radio for maybe 10 or 12 years, but never really been the host or really been on air as much. I'm more technically savvy than anything else. 
Dude, but, I started in radio. I, st- I started in Springfield, Massachusetts at Rock 102, hey, Springfield Cove for Classic Rock. Get out of here. You were up in Springfield? I swear. What, you, what year were yeah. you up there? Do you, do you know approximately? This, this is my weak spot is, is, is dates. It's funny. We'll go out and shoot something, yeah. and I'll talk to the editor, and I'll say, uh, I'll say, yeah, we talked to a girl in a blue top and then a guy in a red shirt, and the one I'm looking for, the, the fight I'm looking for is right after that. And he's like, how do you remember all that shit? But when you ask me dates, I'm, I'm absolutely horrible at it. It's... <sighs> uh, I, went for my I don't even know. It, it has to be nineties. Nineties, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so you were like, you were um, up there in the scene when when Sturt and even O and A were kind of going back at it, and and O and A were up in Boston at um at what them were called. Yeah, it's it. funny because the morning show I worked for, um, they uh, you know, we had like a, what's it called, the program director. He would yell at us, and I'm not saying our, our show was not as good as Howard's by any means, but um. All the things that he would yell at us for are all the things that are absolute staples for Howard's show. Like you'd say, hey, people don't want to hear bodily functions. And people don't want, um, they don't want you guys talking to all these extra, like we'd always talk to extra people. And you'd always yell at us for that. And, and we'd have these characters. And I remember there was a, there was a salesman every weekend was just banging around. He always come walking in with some sort of story. I was banging around with whether he's paying to do it or whatever. It's always some banging story. <laughs> and so we would always feature his sex stories. And we got yelled at for that. We're of like, course. No, he's like, no one wants to hear his sex stories. And I'm like, the no, more I'm pretty we sure do, someone wants to do. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> want to hear that. That's exactly what everyone wanted to hear in the '90s. They were tired yeah, of the same old nonsense. Yeah, sex stories were awesome anyway. Yeah. No, but the reason I was talking about the other podcast is these these guys were asking me about um, the different events, and then I hear you guys uh, with your focus on beer, and I wanted to ask you: Have you guys ever been? the Great American Beer Festival. Ah, I'm glad. And this is the one you're talking about in Colorado. This is, this is, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> Game of Thrones, uh, no, this, this, is, this is just the king. This is the king of all beer festivals, in my opinion. It's absolutely insane. It's three, I mean, it's, three full days of straight up beer drinking. And just rows and rows and rows. And yeah, it's typical beer thing. Like, yeah, it smells like farts in there and, and, <laughs> It's it's probably a little dude heavy yep. for the for the ratio, but but it's still for when it comes to beer, like man, there's just so much. And for, from my standpoint, I absolutely I just love drunk people. It's my favorite thing. Like <laughs> we we we've done events with high people, and high people are cool. But we actually we went to an event. We thought it'd be fun to go to an event where everyone's high, right? And okay. we're like, wait, oh, which one was this? this I, have I seen this one? It was, I don't even know. You know, there's there's been two or three that actually didn't even didn't make air, which okay. which was rare. But it was just too just low key because we had a couple that probably shouldn't have made air. But <laughs> there's also there's two or three that didn't also. But well, that's why Access TV is so great. You can you could they he pretty much gives you carte blanche in a sense where you can pretty much Dude, air anything. It's right? It's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a, the uh, yeah. That's that's kind of a. But I think that's a earned. I, I think that's a. a that's a me and Cuban thing. Like yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that everyone, I don't like to brag about that one because I don't know that there are other shows that might have to jump through some hoops. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but no. But but everyone everyone was high. So we went to San Francisco, and it's just like a movie. You know, it's it's beautiful weather. Everyone's wearing tie dye, and everyone's high as fuck. And um, I, I I saw a beer garden. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go to the beer garden. Like these people are <laughs> are way too chill. Let's go to the beer garden. <laughs> Doesn't we'll go make good TV. Garden. We're just just people going, yeah, man, everything's cool. No way. Yeah, <laughs> it's boring. But here's the thing, and I swear this is true. We go over to the beer garden, and we there's this big group of people all sitting in the circle, and they're passing beer around the circle, <laughs> like and it was I a said, joint. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
and and not hammered, just still high. Just now they're just <laughs> hydrated and high or whatever. But they weren't they weren't like the drunk people that I love. I what I like is let's just be honest, man. Alcohol makes people very entertaining. It'll take someone who's not even entertaining at all and make them crazy entertaining. It'll take someone who's a little entertaining and make them freaking TV gold. Like yes. it's just uh, TV gold just was beautiful. was a staple. I got to tell you that I've I've used since your show that I've used to describe people when they become even YouTube stars uh, and then people are saying, oh, they're YouTube you know, sensations. But I still, in the back of my mind, and I'm still thinking TV Gold, man, when he gives them the T-shirt and uh, you guys have really basically made the show in that episode what it was and made it most memorable, uh, those people that you've awarded. Thanks, man. I, I, I just think you're going to think I'm weird, but you might already anyway. But the thing is, the fact that not any more weird than we are, <laughs> not any more weird. <laughs> Good. Than we are. No, but if you do anything like in this world where it's where someone remembers it and it makes them smile, that's crazy to me. Like that is just such a. We've gotten the like you're sitting there doing this stupid show and and you you think it's just goofy or whatever and you know maybe your relatives make fun of you a little and then uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding but <laughs> then then you uh, you'll get a letter from someone saying hey man like like. I was in this accident and I don't have use of my legs. And, and I, when I watch your show, I don't think about anything for a half hour. I escape. And it's stuff like that where you're going, you know what? Like we're doing some pretty, like, that's yeah. pretty cool. Like, that's, yeah, that's cool. I mean, you could have people escape looking, for a minute with just some entertainment and laughing. Yeah, I did. Like, I did this dude a favor. Uh, this dude asked me to call these guys. I guess, I guess to make it through Air Force flight school is, is quite a thing. Like, it's quite a challenge. And they put these guys through a lot of, a lot of stuff that I just I didn't realize. You know, you always hear of like Navy SEALs and buds and all that stuff, but I didn't even know just Air Force, just the pilot school, the pilot training. They a lot of uh, emotional, you know, a lot of mind games they play with them just to try to get them to lose it. Of course, they got to try to to get them in line in a sense. Yeah, these dudes contacted me, and they said uh, they, it was it was the guys uh, these two guys. It was one of the dads, and he's like, "Hey, they have all your shows on DVR, and they." say that it's the only thing that got him through flight school was they could go escape and watch that can you call them and congratulate them i said fuck yeah of course <laughs> and this is the coolest thing because you know i i don't have quite frankly i don't have the balls to serve my country in that traditional way mm-hmm. but i feel like when you do you know there's so many ways to serve your country so i just think i just felt really good that i in, in some little way i helped out you know like in a i'm just off talking to drunk people but somehow i'm still i'm still helping <laughs> still out so I, I don't know i think I think it's cool. I know it sounds weird, but I think it's cool as hell. I just uh, well, the you, passion that people have, like that's what that's like I said, that's what's cool. They either same as me. The show is the same way. They either never heard of it or they or they just really enjoy it. And they know they ask me questions that I don't even know the answers to. Like <laughs> it's like being at a, a Star Trek convention or something. Sometimes I was gonna say you, you're playing your part in the the bigger sense. You know, you're doing the uh, the thing that's keeping those people fueled and and going each and every day to help everyone else out. No, and it, and it's. I agree. Yeah, and it's and it's a luxury. Like, I've had a you know, come on. I don't I don't have uh, I don't have the look or the hair to be network guy, you know, big network guy. So, uh, <laughs> but you could I you did have, E for a long time, Art. You did you did some, I did E, yeah. But and, and I've, I've I've had some other little opportunities here and there. But the thing is, with the smaller networks, is it's it's just so enjoyable because you just can do your thing. You know, there's there's no meetings to talk about what color you're going to wear and and if the male should talk before the female because the show skews male and like you're, you're like, what the hell? Like what? Like 
there's just there's a lot of craziness. And so what's always cool about doing that's why I've been loving the internet content lately. We've had a couple couple people uh, approach us to do some sponsored content, you know, for the the Art Man channel on YouTube and mm-hmm. for the um and with the podcast too. Yeah. And I just love that because it's the old, and well, I've been in trouble on on almost all the social media except for <laughs> except for the podcast. But anyway, there's there's a there's a tremendous amount of freedom. Maybe it's not total freedom, but it's up there though. There. I mean, for for what we are, from where you came from and where you started, how much more freedom is there nowadays compared to then? Oh, it's so it's so badass, yeah. And so, like, I'm working on a deal right now with this with a uh, can't talk about it yet, but with an alcohol company to do this content, and it was. It was basically the, the idea of the content came first, where I said, hey, I want to go do this. Now let me go see if I can find someone that wants to pay for it. And then I did. <laughs> and so that, like, that's just a cool, it's just a cool way to live, man. It's like a, a it's a cool setup. Yeah. But, but never mind me, dude. You gotta, you guys got to get to this. If you never, you're doing a beer podcast, you yeah. got to go. I think it's, it's September. The Great American Beer Festival. I'm not sponsored by that or anything. I'm just, I, it definitely gets my endorsement. Yeah, it's definitely something I, that has always been on my radar for a few years. Uh, you know, back when it kind of started, it, was, uh, it wasn't it was as big as it is. Now it's a three-day event. Yep. Uh, hundreds of breweries from all around the country come, and they end up doing a, a great tasting. And you really, uh, you've been to it? Have you been to the actual yeah, dude, yeah come on who are you talking to that's what i'm saying so, joking. did you did you film there did you end up <laughs> yeah we did awesome yeah, you so, know uh i should crank out a little mini episode of that for uh for the art mansion on youtube yeah, I, I don't know if if we have that i was i was on my brain right now is uh just because my head is full of of drunken travel ideas <laughs> is next weekend is the kentucky derby man you want to talk about some uh some drinking some oh, mint yeah. juleps get the mint juleps going get a have you, ever, you guys ever been to that? I've been to the Churchill Downs a few weeks after. I'll, I'll give you a quick background. So I'm an audio engineer, and I uh, teach audio production to high school kids, Art, and they um, compete at a local, state, and national level. And last year and two years prior, they actually won at the state level, and they get to go to Louisville, Kentucky, and that's in sometime in June. So we get down there in June, oh, and there's still some horse racing going on, but I have a lot of pictures yeah. and stuff out there of uh, of us down on the track and seeing some races. It's a really cool place. What's weird, and I don't know if you noticed, how deprived the local area is until you get on the grounds of Churchill. You see it looks like the slums before you even get there. That's what what really threw me off is how uh, lower income, low class it is in and around the area. But the minute you get on the grounds, it's like a palace. So you're almost, I think because of the the big network coverage, you were almost expecting these these glorious uh, horse properties on the way in, yeah, exactly. With just with just rolling Kentucky bluegrass fields <laughs> and everything, and instead it's a very tight, it's a very you know uh, smaller properties, really close together, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, definitely a little different. And I, I also, uh, what I didn't know from watching it previously, watching it on TV until we got there to give you the real story, real journalism, the inside <laughs> scoop. Yeah, what I noticed is so if you're Tom Brady. You're you're all dressed up and you're in the you're in the stands, you know, you're in these special boxes and everything and, and it's glorious. Everyone's dressed nice and you know, it's uh it's relatively reserved. Yes. If you go on the infield, <laughs> no one gives no one gives two shits about the horse race. <laughs> and it is just a mess. It is a shit show. It is just beautiful. The race was about to start. That um again, I'm not I'm not uh I've never done this for the the ego part of it or whatever. It's just I just think it's cool when someone pays you to to have fun. But 
um, it does pay off sometimes <laughs> where we, like we're in the infield and there's nowhere to really see the race. And so we walk over to where I'm not a big horse guy, so I don't know what it's called, but I, I guess like the start finish line, or there's the finish line, I guess yes, you call the it. Starting gate. <laughs> and then technical. there's, yeah, the, the same thing. Cause they yeah, pulled the, the, the thing off. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, and you can, I can, I have uh you can Google it to back up my story. So, we're frantically looking. This is not about the shoot anymore. This is about watching the race. And, we're, and everyone goes, oh, the most exciting, you know, whatever it is, 15 seconds in sports or whatever. And so, however it is. And so uh, we're scrambling around looking for a spot to just see the track. And we get over to a spot where we can see the finish line. But it's this huge infield. It's just grass. It's all beautiful. It's got the logo on there. And it's being guarded by um, some National Guard dudes are all standing there you know uh, full weaponed up and everything yeah and we walk we start to approach it and then the one dude just starts undoing the gate undoing the uh the lock and he like, didn't look at our credentials and just undoes the lock and says our man what's up <laughs> let's, let's just on the infield and i swear to you we could high five the winner we were right on the inside rail and you can see us in a lot of the pictures the next day people were sending them to me going uh, nice seats, dude. Like <laughs> we, we seriously could have high fived the guy from the from the infield. It was absolutely amazing, and that it's always cool when you can score. Uh, yeah, some some VIP uh, treatment. Oh, uh, dude, uh, I, yeah. Awesome. Thanks to those guys for letting us in because we were totally screwed. I mean, if we were. Uh, yeah, it just it was a bad vantage point. We wouldn't be able to see anything. So you've gained a we lot had, of popularity over the last few years, and I think that's a testament to it. Tell us about the podcast. So, what are you guys covering? You, um, you really scared me when you said you gained because I, I thought you were going to say you gained a shit ton of weight. You fat fuck. <laughs> I, I, Actually, what, I think you lost a lot of weight from the E days. I think you lost a bunch. Yeah, I, it goes up and down. You know, it's yeah. just uh, it's it's not. I'm not a dieter. It's just uh, you know, shit happens. You just get uh, <laughs> <laughs> the road. The road happens. It really is. Yeah, you either get. I'm a mountain biking freak. Like I, I really, uh, I will bike any chance uh, if you. When I'm going somewhere, I, I I like to drive to a lot of these locations. I'll bring my bike in the back, and then if locally here in Southern California, if I'm going to a meeting, I'll have my mountain bike in the back, my truck, and I'll I'll sneak it out after the meeting and change and just hit the freaking mountains. But well, that's it. You just gotta um, stay active, and it'll just shed your weight if you have a high higher than normal metabolism yeah. and you eat sort of okay. But let me ask you a question. Um, I eat well. I I think I'm supposed to weigh about three fifty, so I think I do all right. Wow, is that what they the doctor said? You should be about three fifty the way you eat. Yeah, I think, well, my dad was a big boy, so I think that, uh, I think that's what's going on. Yeah, the genetics are but there. But you it, asked me about the pot, you asked me about the podcast. Yes, absolutely, yeah. No, I was going to ask you first is, about how much beer do you drink during these events that you attend, which I'm okay, assuming that once okay. the cameras go off that you can participate in all the festivities. Well, here's the thing. This is an interesting thing, and everyone asks me this a lot, and sometimes people always assume, I, I, there's this thing, I, I photograph drunk. I don't know if that makes any sense, but, <laughs> like, um... The, uh, it's just a thing where in a lot of photos I look like I'm, I'm hammered or I'm I just... <laughs> Almost I, like what, what I, Jim Brewer looks like because he always looks high. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm not drunk all the time. But, and they also people think that the weed, like people come up to me all the time and they're, they either think I have weed or they're offering me weed. There's always... <laughs> just that art man's carrying around weed all the time. <laughs> Who thinks that? Yeah, like I just... Yeah, but, <laughs> but no. Uh, <laughs> no, but here's the thing. So, so, on, so on all these shoots... I'm I'm like in charge, and so I've, what I've what I learned fast was that if I'm going to start drinking, I better make sure we got enough stuff because <laughs> the guys, the crew, 
they will stop when I start drinking. They yeah. will be more than happy. There's no one there. There's no like uh, no one from a network. You know, vi- there's no vice president to jump in. Like it's just like uh, they're like, oh, our drinking. Fuck it, put the gear down. Like, <laughs> hey, sound guy, like just we're done here. <laughs> Get the shots going. Yeah, they just bail. I, I was uh, the the most messed up I've been though. We were at the the. This is a few years ago, Super Bowl in Miami, and you went uh, to the someone Super Bowl. Me. Yeah, someone roofied me, Wait, man. And <laughs> it was it was fucked up. It, and I remember we we all put the pieces together. We remember the whole thing. Mm-hmm. What Hashtag it was is we were in or... this. <laughs> yeah. Well, we always get dragged into like the um. Hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> the class. He's smoking now. That's real. That's real podcast stuff right there. There you go. That's right. We'll cut it out in the post, and then it won't be in there. That's the great about podcasts. <laughs> yeah, tighten that shit up. <laughs> exactly. No, no. But here's the. Uh, what was my thing? Oh yeah. So we always get dragged, like, because people are just being really nice, and they drag us into the VIP kind of areas. But what they don't realize is we don't really want that. I want to be. We we'll get better stuff, and and it's just more interesting to me just to be where everyone, where anyone can go. Right. But um, at this thing in Miami, we got dragged back to this VIP area, and there's this this kind of kind of small girl. She she's She's sexy as hell. She's probably probably uh, only like 100 pounds, though. Okay. And and I'm giving you the details of the story as we filled them in later. I didn't know this at the time. <laughs> I so didn't even know what was going on. There's this, yeah, so there's this tray coming over with a um, with a Red Bull already open. And the dude that, like, manages the place or owns the place or whatever, he's like, he's like, you guys need anything? I said, oh, dude, uh, I'm cool with the alcohol. Just give me a Red Bull. And he turns around, and there's this tray with a Red Bull coming coming at us. Huh. And he goes to intercept it, and this guy trips and goes, "No, no, 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 that's for her." And then, uh, and we remember oh, remember thinking how weird that was. Yeah. But she she absolutely and she she didn't know what was going on. Like the best of our knowledge, I think she was about to get roofied. And <laughs> our sound guy who knew who knew he knows way too much about this shit. Where he like it just scares me how much he knew because he's like oh you've been roofied uh, it sounds like it was a half a tablet it's going to take you about uh, 12 hours for like the chemical composition of the whole thing yeah but that was kind of creepy but um yeah so everyone insisted that i take it and i go no 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 no, i gotta be a gentleman and she and then when she even said no no just take it i don't even know if i want a red bull i'm like okay fine and so i drink it and then uh i was just i was just tripping like we have uh we have some lost footage of that where I'm just uh, I, I'm just a mess. That'll whole, be interesting whole, uh, to see on the YouTube channel, that's for sure. Yeah, we need to dig that out, but but um, that's <laughs> need, the most messed up I've been. But and I, I truly was spinning for about 12, the guy was exactly right. It was it was about 12 hours later when everything just kind of slowed down finally for me and my feet came back to the ground. But it wow. was uh, I was a mess. Have you ever crazy. been roofied before? No, I, I've never Can't been roofied. I've never taken a roof. Hope I never. Hope not. No, thank goodness. I mean, I've gotten blackout drunk before. <laughs> I don't think I was roofied, they, though. They said I was funny because when I was when it was becoming, we were doing the math on it. I uh, in my room joined up with this other dude's room, and I said, "Dude, leave this room open. I don't want anyone. To, I'm going to get fucking raped tonight or whatever." Like I was, <laughs> I was all, I was all paranoid that you know whoever roofied me was, was going to come impregnate me. <laughs> Which again, you. we should say roofie is it's not a joking matter, but in this case, it's kind of funny to, yeah, it's, to, to it's have. It's funny when it's just you. The big, and there was no rape. Yeah, the big goofy guy. You have Rufy, the big goofy guy. Uh, we were on the phone. This is the work with Mike and Pete. We're on the phone with Art Man. Art Man from uh, Art Man Presents on uh, Access TV. Also, yep. he has his podcast. So tell us a little bit about the podcast, buddy. I will tell you about the podcast. Yeah, it's called yeah. the Art Man Podcast. 
I'm, uh, it's a work in progress, but I think we're doing pretty good. We're getting, uh, people are jumping on board and they're liking it. Um, it's basically, eventually will morph into, uh, drunken travel. It's, we are, we are drunken travel experts. Yes, you are. And, um, we have guests that, uh, that, that just support that. <laughs> and so, the, so these are guests that were on the show prior, right? You said it's kind of like a catch up, see where they are now. Prior, but you know what? Since we started doing it, like, um, we have we don't have it uh, all the logistics worked out yet, but in two weeks we have a, a pretty pretty big female celebrity that Ooh. contacted me and said, "Hey man, how come you're not inviting me on the podcast?" I said, "You are invited." Is it, so is it someone that's been on the show be before? She has been on the show. This celebrity has been on the show. Yes, okay. but um, but it's just a mixture. It's a mixture of people, but same sensibilities. Like if you like, I think the main thing we do is we're going to keep you informed. Like. Right now, you might not know what events to go to next month, but if you subscribe to the podcast, you'll always know because we're going to talk about them. One of the best uh, events that I remember is the uh, regatta that you guys went to on the lake, and that girl just oh kept, my God. kept saying, you got a regatta, you got a regatta, <laughs> and that's been stuck in my mind for God knows how many years since I've seen that. I and remember every- the same episode because I get the same thing happen to me because I'll see like uh, – Sometimes I'll see some episodes of, uh, quite a few times, like just doing the, the edits and stuff and mm. seeing like, you know, doing notes on the edits and everything. And the one that stuck in, in my mind from that one is uh, this girl licks a belly button. I don't know why I just said it that way, button. But she licks <laughs> a belly button and she, uh, I go, hey, first time we've had that on the show, someone licked a belly button. And she goes, she goes, uh, penises, vaginas, belly buttons. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, that, that kind of stays with me. So there's certain, that, that's all floating around in my brain, too. Well, all right, listen, <laughs> that is, that I, there's so many things we need to catch up on and talk about, and I'd love to have, sure. you, have a constant guest on the show. Um, we'll get back in touch with you for our next show in a couple of weeks. Everyone go to the Art Man podcast. It's on YouTube, right? You want to give the full plug? Well, you know, I threw, I threw uh, an episode of the Art Man podcast on YouTube, but there's a thing on YouTube called the Art Man channel, which is a bunch of cool things, too. But Bingo. But here's the thing. I, I need to correct you. You said everyone go listen to the Art Man podcast, and I don't want that to happen. I, I don't want you <laughs> to listen to it because you told me how much you know about audio, and that's a lot more than we know. So I don't want you listening to it because <laughs> it's definitely... Uh, <laughs> definitely not perfect well listen if you need any help in consultant work i have no problem with that just give me a call i'll dm you my personal phone number just text me or send me pictures and i I can help you out it's not a problem we really i you you uh yeah (laughs) you will get some questions (laughs) listen on the arm for my drinking hero on the arm no here's the thing my the on on all the projects i've worked in i bring in my friend glenn who's who is an actual audio person he works for uh, everybody from from uh, NBC E Channel, he, he works everywhere. Okay. But when he works for us, I notice he doesn't even bring any equipment, and so I'm <laughs> he just shows up. I just pay him around. to be my friend. He's like, so what am I working with today? Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll bump into other crews. You know, we'll be at a big event like the Indy 500 or something. I'll see these other crews, and I go, "What's all that shit he has?" He goes, "Oh, that guy, that guy's a dummy, carrying <laughs> all that stuff." I'm like, "Okay." Like, we don't need that? He's like, no, we don't need that. You're doing the audio. You're holding the mic. I'm like, okay. Why does it sound so much better than my show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. Listen, you've done some really great work over the years, 
And I got to tell you, there's, there's lots of people in the uh, craft beer industry, in the drinking industry, in the bartending industry that know who you are and respect everything you've done because you brought a lot of the entertainment and comedy to life to many people that don't really experience it. And we do really appreciate uh, everything you do for our community. Dude, thanks, man. That, uh, shit, I don't even know what to say. That <laughs> You don't have to say it's anything. It's cool. Like about half the, half the audience of what I do, half the audience is watching and listening because they're going to write it down. They're going to make sure to go to these events. And yes. the other half are kind of like, hey, I wouldn't go to any of those events in a million years, but I'd sure <laughs> love to see them. And so, so I love it. I, I, I like both groups. And we, we're really looking forward to some new uh, footage that you put out. What's the next event you're heading to? We, um, that is a, that is an absolutely great question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have, there, I'll just, I'll speak in broad terms. There's a, uh, in, uh, in two weeks, there are two events on our radar. One, I'll just give you like a little, uh, tickle your balls, I guess, as you guys like to say. <laughs> just but, give us the tip, Art. Like, a, um, it's one is like a, a, a my, my Spanish is horrible, but a Cinco, Cinco de Mayo, uh, celebration. Uh, and on Cinco and, yep. de Mayo, just to, to cross-reference that, is uh, Brian from Barnshed, who's in studio with us. He's a brewery. That's his uh, one-year anniversary for his brewery. Oh, congratulations. Dude. Cheers, that, man. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. The other, well, the other event is a big, uh, is a big beer thing that's here in, uh, again, <laughs> vague terms because I don't want to let anyone down. <laughs> but it's, just, it's in California somewhere. Okay. And, uh, it's not one of the concerts, right? It's not like the no effects. Uh, you hear about that? The, you're, uh, you're just not gonna let me off the hook, are you? No, you're I'm not. I'm gonna only... try to get everything I can out of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's all I'm saying is it's a it's a beer it's a beer festival. It's the focus is on the the freaking alcohol on okay. the booze, man. All right, that's awesome. So I love this. I'm on a dude. I am I am such a podcast rookie. It's freaking <laughs> exciting as hell to me. I'm having a great time. The one thing I'm having trouble with that I'm not used to is wearing the headphones because. Man, My it's first time. cool hearing your own voice sometimes. Yeah, it is kind of strange, um, especially if there's any delay in it or anything like that. It kind of throws you off, and then you're kind of like slurring because you're trying to catch up to yourself talking yeah. and listening back. Yeah. It is kind of difficult, but you get used to it. If you do it enough, and, and I know you being a professional in the entertainment industry, you'll you'll get there, and you'll do it. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you're, it's, la- it's, it's, uh, <laughs> you're laughing at yourself like, yeah, professional, sure. <laughs> that's what when that's what whenever I uh, if I say the word journalist or whatever, I laugh. But no, I get you. There's there's just no other word for it. So yes, we will call me a, a professional because we don't have a better uh, a better word. But yes, I am. Hey, let's put it this way: when it comes to talking to drunk people, I guess if you look at my uh, my knowledge and experience, I'm definitely uh, on top of the field there with that. I would say number one. I don't think there's anybody else. Oh, can... you have bartending experiences, though. Bartenders probably have me beat. No, I mean, I, I don't deal with them the way you do. I can't because I'm expecting money in the return. You're just expecting them to do whatever they need to do so you can get your shot. So in the end, yeah, I, 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 I have to be a little more courteous and uh, curtail what I say back to them. I, I got I think I get a lot of questions about, you know, where should I go? I'm going to, I'm going to friggin' Georgia in September. What should I do? I get a lot of those kind of questions, but the number one question I get is how the hell do you put up with, with these drunk people? And I don't know what to say to that one because maybe I'm weird. Uh, maybe it's just a lot of experience, uh, with my relatives when I was younger, but <laughs> I love drunk people. I absolutely love them. Like I just enjoy it, man. I just, I just freaking enjoy it. I, I love people in general. I, I'm the, I'm that guy that will, I, I cannot 
I'm not not so much that it's annoying, but I cannot just not talk to someone. Like if I'm if we are if our paths are crossing, I got to give you at least hey, what's up, man? Like there's I have to talk to people. I enjoy it. And I'll tell you, it really does come off on screen. And if everyone listens to the Art Man podcast uh, coming up, nice. There you go. Got to plug it. <laughs> Cross promotion. Um, we'll we'll throw you up on our yeah. Instagram and 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 get our listeners to listen to what you're doing. Um, and we really uh, would hope that you call back uh, on another show. I'll, like I said, I'll get in touch with you, and we'll discuss some stuff. And we'll no, go, dude, further, and I'll, go further I'll, down the I'll, rabbit hole with I'll Art I'll pay Man. back the favor for sure. Awesome. I appreciate that, buddy. I uh, And and just to, uh, in regard to what you said about it comes off, this is what I always tell people. I'm a horrible actor. So if, <laughs> if it looks like I'm having fun, I'm having fun. That's you right. know it if I'm not having fun because oh. I am <laughs> – I'm not a good actor. You always do come off pretty uh, realistic. There's nothing <laughs> nothing fake about Art. Thanks, man. Yeah, no Thank problem. you. All right, Art Man uh, from Thanks Art Man calling, Presents man. and Art Man Podcast. Thanks again for calling yes. in, sir. We really, it's highlight of my life, I'm going to be honest with you, because I've been watching you for God knows how long. That is too nice of you, and I am excited because you are my new friends. We, I do not have a lot of friends in the podcast <laughs> world, and now we are... I feel like we're tight. We're, we're, we're buddies right at the start of this thing. Nice. For, for me, not for you guys. No, 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 no. Definitely for us. Definitely for us. You're, you're going to – tomorrow you're going to do another one. You're going to talk to uh, – I don't know. <laughs> no, we, we, we don't Mark do it Cuban. every yeah, – yeah, we're going to talk. We're going to bring in Mark Cuban next time, Art. <laughs> Can you get us his number? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, we don't do a podcast all that often. We do it every two weeks, so it's going to be a little while before we do it again. And like I said, we'll, we'll get in touch with you and have you come back on. And by the hey, by the way, I know you're trying to get rid of me right now, but here's the thing: that's my favorite part about doing this stuff. Yeah, is Mark Cuban is so accessible that the people that go up to Mark and say stuff about the show, I I love that. <laughs> I don't I don't know if he's a huge fan of it, but uh, he's got to be watching cool. it. He's got to be watching it. He's yeah, got- you know what's funny? Here, look, you're trying to get rid of me, but I'll give you a sports. No, one. that's so, all right, good. So I wanted to do this thing with the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, and. Mark actually said no. And I go, wait, what do you mean? And he goes, ah, I don't want, it's just, it seems too inside if, if you have access to the Dallas Mavericks and the whole thing. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. And so being from Massachusetts, I did it with the Boston Celtics. <laughs> and so uh, that the episode airs, and this is, this is how hands-off he is occasionally. So the episode airs, I get an email from him, worst episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy yeah so yeah <laughs> that's typical but cuban though that's typical cuban oh it's so great and he's the king of the he's the king of like the three word uh emails like you can send him four paragraphs and he'll just go sounds good and you got like, you got it dude <laughs> yeah you're like okay but anyway you guys are awesome freaking thanks for making me feel welcome in the podcast world you're always welcome and here on i will our repay show, the favor ah that's great sounds i appreciate good. art Woo! All right. Thanks again. You guys looking at me like I'm crazy over here. Hey, I'm on a podcast, dude. Relax. <laughs> Wait. All right. Put him on the phone. <laughs> he's far away. He's, he's oh, just inside all right. of a. Uh, all right. That's right. He went inside of a cigar. It's a cigar place, so he's focused, man. <laughs> he's he's po- focused on what he needs to do right now. All right, Mike. Yeah, he's going to get his damn cigar. <laughs> all right. We'll talk right. to you soon. You guys. All right. right. Later. Later. <laughs> Thanks, man. Freaking art man. Art Man from Art Man Geeking Presents. Out like a fanboy. I, I do. I have to come out like a fanboy. I've been watching him for 10 years. This guy has been a staple in my drinking career, I'll be honest with you. When I, I, I realized you know, what being drunk is and what he does, 
um, it made me not get as drunk as everyone he ever interviewed ever. Mm. That's pretty much the, the answer to that because some of the people he has on his show are so, so wasted and so hammered. I never want to come off like that. So it's, he's actually been like the, the, the gauge in which I use when I get to that point. I say, I don't want to be like the people aren't man interviews, so I'm going to go home and go to sleep and never have to be that person again because you never know when Art Man's going to pop up and interview you. Crazy. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about the cold brew with Brian from Barnshed. I apologize, Brian. Cheers, man. Someone that was uh, kind goes of surprising. Goes where it goes. It is. Uh, we'll be right back uh, right after this. This is Ghost Radio, and you're getting drunk with Mike and Pete on the Word. Ghost Radio. <laughs> Listening to the Wart on Govs Radio. Hey, uh, moron, it's pronounced the Wart. What the hell is a Wart? Pronounced the Wart. What is it? The Wart? Uh, yeah, okay, I'll do that again. This is the Wart on Govs Radio. It is the Wart. Not Wart, not Fort, not Short. The Wart. I'm sorry, I just don't know what that means. When do you guys start drinking? Who says we haven't been drinking? Where's mine? If I say it correctly this time, can I have a drink? Uh, we'll think about it. You're listening to the words on Govs Radio. Oh, boy. Wow, lots to, lots to take in there. Lots. Art Art gave us uh, a good 40, 45 minutes of some great content. <laughs> Thanks again to Art Man. Go to uh, Hey, It's Art Man on Instagram. That's his, uh, his account, and you can check out all the stuff that he's been posting some good videos on great there. videos and check out his YouTube page the art man channel has all of the past shows again we really thank him for coming on and, and sharing some of that with us and we anticipate to have him back um, on the show in future episodes it's a really great relationship I really enjoy talking to him he's got a lot of stuff. what the fuck just happened all right anyway um cut that because it just skipped out of nowhere so we are uh, now drinking something a little different. Can I say that? Is that something? Go for it. No, no. I'm just saying. No. Uh, are you in oh, agreement no, it's, that yeah, what we're I, drinking I is I haven't had a coffee beer that's not like a stout or a porter or something dark right. like that. So, so uh, we have Brian from Barnshed in here, and we're drinking. Um, this is the morning brew? That's correct. Uh, and tell us a little bit about this thing. Uh, so like I said before, I work in Astoria, and there's a... Uh, a cafe there that uh, is called Queen's Room that they make coffee. So we go there in the morning and have coffee. They have a really good uh, cold brew. So I went up to the lady that owns it and asked her if you wanted to do like a collaboration. So she gave me a bunch of cold brew and I made a coffee pale ale. This is delicious. Now the smell is there. So tell me the brewing process here to get that flavor profile into the beer without getting all that darkness that you would associate with coffee. So, like, uh, obviously, coffee is bitter and hops are bitter. So it was a really fine line of how to do a pale ale with coffee and not make it too bitter. So I added a little coffee at the end of the boil and then let it ferment it out. And then I added a bunch of uh, more cold brew and a little bit of lactose to give it a little sweetness and uh, mm. finished off nicely. So you're basically brewing the coffee like you would traditionally brew a coffee with that dark flavor and that dark look. So how do you get it to be the color that we're looking at now? Is it a lighter a lighter base of the beer. So it's a pale ale, but a light pale ale. Mm-hmm. 
And then the coffee will give it a little hint of. So like that's what kind of color. darkens it, oh, just that okay. little bit amber okay. color is that. Yeah. Co- okay. So you have enough of the pale ale base that that, that builds upon it. It's and starting really out more like straw color, kind of. Is is that it? Like the. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm only adding. Uh, I think it was like 20 cups or something like that of uh, cold brew, so, somewhere around there. All right, that's good. Uh, I'm not going to answer that right now because I'm pretty sure it's Nick calling back, and we're not going to overtake uh, the phone lines again. Um, but, Nick, you can just sit there just for a minute and, and hang out for a moment, and we'll get back to you in a minute because I want to really talk about these beers because this one is delicious. I've drank probably three or four of these already while we were talking to Art, and I'm starting to feel it pretty good. So yeah. what's the ABV coming in at this one? I don't know. What is it? Six, six, seven? What is that? Six, one? I forget what it is. Six, one. Yeah. Six, one is delicious. It's actually great. Who is this? This is uh, Mike and Pete on the ward. Who am I talking to? This is Pete and the penis. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Sorry, Graz. Wouldn't be a show. I heard him in the background going, hello. Wouldn't be a show. Are you there? Wouldn't be a show without Graz. It's, it's me, God. It's Margaret. Are <laughs> hey, you there? can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Do they have a chocolate stout? No, no stouts tonight, I don't think, right? No, no stouts. No, no stouts tonight. Do, do they make stouts? stouts? Yes, we uh, actually do have a... Uh, Seasonal uh, chocolate oat stout, and we uh, had an imperial stout uh, in the wintertime. Uh, what's your name? Okay. Graz, you're, are you on speakerphone? Yes. i sorry. I can't hear too much. I apologize. I'm off it now. You do radio, and you don't know enough to <laughs> not put it on speakerphone? I, I'm driving. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. All right. No, no, that, that, that's fine. So uh, this hey. is Brian from Barnshed. Barnshed is located in Hicksville, New York. Uh, right by the uh, Grumman Studios, and yeah, they have uh, a, a lot of beers on tap locally in Bethpage, and um, and thereafter, I we heard in Smithtown and and in Queens, he also has the cold brew right now that we're drinking. Mr. Beery's in Levittown. Mr. Beery's, that's right. Have you been to Mr. Beery's, Grass? I have been to Mr. Yes, Beery's. Yes, you have. I, I like Mr. Beery's. Yeah, it's good. It's a nice little uh, local watering hole, right? Can I get a growler for Thursday night show? You want to get a grab? Well, someone's got to pick it up because I don't anticipate. I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. All right. So, yeah. I'll, You're open I'll, at, uh, I think you said 6 o'clock on? Thursday, 7 to 10. 7 to 10. Trivia. So, yeah. So, someone can, you can come by and pick it up before you head over into the studio. It shows at 8, so you'll be able to do it. Oh, that would be great. Listen, I'll, I'll throw, I'll, I got this one. Don't worry about it. It's on me. Oh, no. I don't, I'm not calling for that. I just, it, it sounded like it was close to Farmingdale. Yes. I, I, yep. You know, I, I didn't get his name. Sorry, Brian. I, I, I'm really, I'm dumb. I apologize. <laughs> oh, we all. <laughs> I hang out with those guys on a regular. Pete, are you there? I'm here. What's up? Pete, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> this is where this is going. All right. All right. Well, I, I would like to get a growler for Thursday night show, Brian. I probably, we're going to, it's probably going to be about five or six gentlemen. And uh, I'll stop in around seven o'clock and I'll pick it up. Grab Cheers, two. man. Appreciate it. Grab two. All right. Yeah, grab Thanks two. Thanks wor- the hey. word's the best show in the world. Thank Eat you. Have you been listening at all? No, I'm driving and I'm working, and I apologize. I just want—I didn't even think you would air, but I—I I put GubsRadio.com on, and you're still on. I'm like, holy Christ! It's, a, it's supposed to be a two-hour show. It's, it's 11:45. No, it's never, <laughs> been, a it's never been a two-hour. And listen, That's we had—we uh, had a nationally known art man from the E Network and now Access TV. Personal uh, consigliere with uh, Mark Cuban, and he has a podcast, and he was on the show. He took up about 45 minutes of time, so that's why we're running a little late today. But a uh, really great interview with him, and, and, and now a new friend to the show. 
Graz, Brian, Mike was we, geeking out Brian, like a fanboy. What do you say? I'm sorry, Brian. Well, I did. Uh, I will say this, Graz. I did mention to him about limo talk. I did drop limo talk, and he said it was a cool concept of what we were doing. Listen, look at that. Someone likes us. Okay? See, I was, I'm, I'm trying to help out. I, I recognize the flagship podcast that happened here at GovsRadio.com. Yeah, but you know what? The flagship, it's the third rated show on, on program. <laughs> Unfortunately, Everybody, that's sort of true. <laughs> if Bobby Anzarello and Michael O'Toole are, are there, and it's just me, B. Mel, and Thomas, and maybe Hector, it's, I, we, might, we might beat and knock them dead during the morning. <laughs> But There's no can, hit on the on the, uh, the everyday show. No hit on them whatsoever. No, it's good. I, I, listen, Brian. Um, all I can tell you is this: you're close in Hicksville. I'll be down. I'll be down there around seven oh five. I'll give you cash. <laughs> I, and, and, and just uh, if you got a T-shirt for me, I'll wear it on the studio on on Thursday and tell Mike to go fuck himself. There you there. go. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right, Graz. We appreciate the call. See you later, Thanks, Grass. Later. Anthony Grass today, host of Limo Talk here on GovsRadio.com. He's always good for a few seconds or minutes or whatever he's worth doing. So going back to what we talked about with the beer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this cold brew is, is definitely something that's, um, I would say, between coffee and chocolate, are, are, are people are including that in pale ales. Have you seen that with some of the trends? Have you seen that coming up? Is that why you brewed this? Or? Yeah, I mean um – I mean, I mean, I'm probably obvious. Because Talking about like not having a niche before. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much what we're going no for something different. Uh, something different than, you know, your typical dark coffee beer. So um, I threw it in the pillow. Yeah, it's it's definitely drinkable. And is there a hop profile on this? Same thing, Cascade? You said Cascade. It's yeah. almost the same schedule as the uh, 135. Wow, that's good. It's definitely good. Almost feels like it's part of the 135, but that extra coffee just changes the whole I'm thing. Not a, I don't drink coffee, so I... I Tend to stay away from the coffee beers. This because it's you know based on a pale ale, very uh, I like it. And so you don't like I was asking before. You don't drink espresso. I don't drink espresso. I drink tea. Yeah, so but that's feel not free the same to thing. insert joke here. Yeah, <laughs> tea bag. Tea. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I know. I was going there Go somewhere. It. <laughs> it's getting a little too late and a little too many beers to really fully <laughs> develop a joke for that. But that's fine. And yeah, this is excellent. And and uh, one of the things that I've seen recently is the inclusion of alternate versions of a pale ale, uh, you know, adding maybe a fruit profile, but then, like you said, instead of using the hop as the bittering, use the coffee to add that level of bittering. Is there something else you might have considered with this? Did you try uh, try any variations of this one because of the coffee? Did you add maybe like a caramel or a... No, I haven't thought about uh, that yet, but I feel like the the base 135 beer is a good one to go different directions with. Gotcha. Sure, could split a batch and mess around with yeah, it for it sure. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You had the the resources and everything to split that batch and do stuff with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. And I mean, you're on a one barrel system, like you said. So, so it's, it's nice it, to be able to experiment and sure. not. Uh, yeah. have you're to not throw brewing it like a gigantic <laughs> batch of beer. Yeah, you're not making five barrels of beer. That and not sacrifice enough product to get right. out to where they need to go to satisfy certain customers. Yeah. Oh, so it's really good. Right, and what's our last one today? What do we got? So this is a uh, Brothers Ale. It's a uh, barrel aged cream ale. So another thing about like that not having a stereotype on a beer. Uh, so we went with a light color beer in a barrel age, not like a porter or a stout. Yeah, so it's typically um, pouring not as dark as you would see yeah. from some sort of barrel age barrel age beer. As we get later in the show, I start slurring words for no apparent reason. We drank a lot tonight. 
that's fine. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with drinking a lot tonight. Ooh. And I smell some of that that I was looking for before. And I never hung up on grass. Uh, he's probably still on the phone somewhere. Now I hung up on him. Goodbye. Oh, wow. That smells good. Oh, yeah. It smells like a cream soda or a root beer. <laughs> Ooh. That um, that's very, very dry. Yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. Wow. That is super dry. That's different. Almost has that, uh, uh, not to dismiss like a tart the kind of finish. I was going to say almost a like bit, a, um, a not a champagne without the bubbles, but almost like a wine, a Pinot Grigio without the sweetness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. And see, I'm not a wine guy, but when it comes that same flavor in beer, and it doesn't, that there's no, what do you call that? Those warming up. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't hit you like it does when it, you know, has that same amount of. Um, Sediment and things like that that can upset my stomach and my trachea. Ugh, can't stand it. This is delicious. All these styles cannot be any different from each other. Yeah, right. I, 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 feel like I, <laughs> I was I wondering what to bring. I just kind of grabbed random. No, beers. you grabbed the uh, perfect randomization of things. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So tell us about this, uh, the whole process, and what goes into this. Um, actually, I started brewing this. Um, so my brother passed away in two thousand. 13 and uh, I wanted to do some kind of a weird beer and dedicate it to him and uh, well at, w- without going into <clears> too much so give us a little backstory on that what had happened um, uh, he got sick. if you don't feel comfortable don't yeah don't he got sick it. and uh, you know he ended up passing away let's just leave it at that I guess okay. um, so I want to dedicate it to, something to him and uh, so I started doing this with wood chips like uh, aging uh, you know bourbon wood chips and then throwing the beer on I'm throwing it on top of the beer you know okay. as a home brewer and I did that and then towards the end I, got, I bought a small like eight eight gallon barrel and uh, I, my first batch of that and uh, and this is from the northeast no this was actually company? a homebrew shop oh, okay. I bought the bar- barrel at and uh, so I messed around with that and then you know going forward then it's when I found the northeast and I was yeah, able yeah, to yeah. my first batch was in the Buffalo Trace uh, bourbon barrel. Um, so I didn't re- how to translate it until I got the barrel and then I was able to, uh, make a bigger batch of it and just gone from there. And it's been on most of the time, like it was a, a fan favorite in the beginning. Now I kind of caught up with it and now it's, uh, it's pretty, min- pretty much been on since, uh, this is one of our regular beers now too. Now, how many times have you reused those barrels? Like we were talking about it before. Yeah. I think the Buffalo Trace one I've used like eight times and then the Long Island ones I've used maybe four or five times. Uh, are we were drinking out of the Long Island or were These we drink- are the Long Island, yeah. So okay. the first couple of batches were from the Buffalo and then I started doing the dark beers in the, the Buffalo Trace one and then now the- Oh, you switched? I switched okay, to the, I got the you. Long oh. Island ones with the, for the Brothers Ale, yeah. Yeah. Is that a big that. investment to buy like to buy the barrel? Actually, the, the funny you say that the the homebrew barrel was more expensive than the other. Really? Yeah. <laughs> 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 funny that you say that. Well, is it because you're not buying in large quantities? Uh, yeah, or? I guess. I mean, I bought one one of the Buffalo Trace and then two of the Long Island ones, and they're they're reasonable priced. How much like how much storage room do you have at the at the? Is facility? another <laughs> tough <laughs> question <laughs> about <laughs> the about that. We have so, a roof. <laughs> <laughs> I had that, two two pallet. Full, so I'm gonna condense it. Maybe get a rack and there's oh, okay, four sure. four barrels uh, on a rack. So I was gonna say some of the systems I've seen are multi-rack <clears throat> tiered yeah, exactly. systems. So, so I mean, we're only like I said, we're only one barrel. So you know, it's literally putting one batch one of beer in one, one in a barrel. Yeah, so. yeah, there you go. Yeah. And how long does it have to sit in that barrel? How long do you have? So it the brothers, I do one month. 
So I let, it, okay. I let wow. it ferment out. So you can out. crank that out. Yeah, I, yeah. I let it f- ferment out for like uh, anywhere from seven to ten days, and then I'll transfer it to transfer the barrel. The barrel for a let month it finish fermenting and then clear out, start clearing out in the barrel. And do you put priming sugar in there with it, or you just use no, the natural just sugars in the barrel? Yeah, whatever's left over yeah. in fermentation. Okay. Yeah. And and you know what they brewed in that barrel already. You know it's the yeah. bourbon. You, they kind of give you that whole uh, lineup of what, how many times they've used it, and what they charred it with, yep. right? Yeah. And, and when you look in the barrel, does it have all the char in there? Yep, it's all yep. dark. And, and actually, the, the Buffalo Trace one had um, a decent amount of bourbon in the barrel left mm. on the bottom. And yeah, when we talked to Steve, right? Was it Steve that, that we talked to that they said, oh, maybe it was uh, Sarah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, they had yeah. a tremendous amount of, like, they could still scoop out and, and get, yes. like, a, a couple shots or drinks worth Stretch of it. Stretch was saying that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So yeah. the first barrel, I didn't uh, do anything to it. I just threw beer right on top of On the bourbon? Left, right on top of the oh, bourbon. That, that, that first one was... So you could tell a little bit uh, each batch is fading a little bit, and now okay. this one is starting to get a little bit more dry, like you guys uh, you guys said. Like the first batch wasn't as dry. Mm. As so I mean, now. basically, the science is that 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 beer <coughs> and the barrel itself breathes in, breathes what's left in the wood into back into the beer. So you get each batch is going to be a little less, a little, and a little less, less oak, and a little bit of bourbon. How many how many cycles do you think you're going to get out of that? I probably have maybe one or two left. I mean, it's already getting more oaky. Like the first barrel was really, first batch was more bourbon, less oak. Now you get more of the oak. Oh, okay. So um, Each maybe batch one or is going to be batch. a little different. Yeah, so it's actually part of being small and be, being a, a microbrewer is, I think, part of the attraction is like the different uh, different type of flavors on the same beer. I still get the bourbon, though. Yeah. I'm still, yeah, I yeah. feel it right as soon as you like breathe it in through the nostrils as you're putting it on your tongue. You can feel it right there. It's nice. it's mm. very nice. Uh, we have uh, a, a lot of different uh, bourbons that I would love to try to experiment with. That'd be awesome if we we had this little cask. Um, I guess Knob Creek came in at the Country Club, and they brought us this tiny little barrel mm. um, that they want you to pour in and then let sit and then pour out and absorb some of those oak flavors and um, whatever the uh, wood is being used. And then I want I said to them. Let's get beer in there. <laughs> Let's put some beer in there and see what happens. You know, seal it up nice and tight. Let it sit there for a week or so. Taste a little bit. See what kind of profiles you get. We had um, Leaf Pile at the time um, sitting in it. It's Greenport, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leaf Pile was sitting beer. in it for a good couple of weeks. And I kind of went on my own after we finished the, uh, the Knob Creek that was in there. And, man, that first batch was so harsh. It was like... It burned your tongue, and you're like, wow, that's so much. It was an empty barrel when we yeah. put the leaf pile in there. But how much of that wood releases, that yeah, yeah, yeah. it releases once you put, oh, it's it's crazy. But then over time, you know, I don't think we did a second batch because everyone was like, Nurr. I'm like, no, you got to keep doing it. Mm. And eventually you'll settle into what amounts to that flavor that we were looking for. And by that time, leaf pile was obviously out of season, so mm-hmm. we didn't really get much out of it. But that was uh, that was the concept, and I, I'm assuming it's the same kind of thing as you go along with these. Um, yeah, and how big was the barrel? It was small. It was yeah. So I feel like the smaller you don't need to have it in as long as the bigger ones. They absorb um, quicker. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you get like more contact to the beer. Oh, I see. Five, oh, you're okay. saying because it's not as much. Five there. gallons. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, very cool. Um, well, we are coming in on our two and a two hours Almost and fifty three. minutes. <laughs> Almost three. And uh there should I should I break out the triple? You wanna try the triple? Let's try the triple. Sure. Might yeah, as well I mean, cap it off with a good thing. We're gonna go ahead and uh, open up I'm I, have I to stop for like fast food on the way home. <laughs> like 
at a Wendy's. Just room. to uh, just absorb <laughs> what you no, seriously take it in. Um, Okay, so what I got here today is the handsome, that better not be the fucking phones, the handsome maniac, <laughs> it's a 10% uh, Belgian triple, oh, and I really wanted to share this with you, Pete, because I know you, you like the Belgian style, I, I, I'm a and I always like to bring in uh, something that potentially the brewers do not um, get their hands on, because they're so busy with their brewing, and they don't get to go out and try a lot of things. Sorry, I had to just finish my beer. And uh, this one, I have not tried it either. I haven't even had it. So this is the first time that we're pouring this. I've had things like um, uh, uh, St. James uh, Triple that yeah. we brought in that one time. Uh, that it would kind of overexplode it on us. Remember that? Yep. Went all over the uh, the studio floor. But this comes in at a 10% from Sand City. Um, and it is, we'll say high octane. I had a 10% beer before I got here. Um, I think I was drinking the Innerboro 10.8 uh, uh, double IPA, and it, I literally had three quarters of a glass, and I was feeling it. So this should be pretty good for all of us to kind of cap off the night. Oh, wow. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Yeah. This is a 10, what is it, just 10 flat, 10 right? Flat. Yeah, 10 flat. God damn it. That's all right. Drunk tonight. Don't worry about it. Yeah, there's nothing over there that we can do. We'll see what this is like. Well, you could taste it. Woo. Yeah, it's booze forward. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Wow. It, it, it does taste just like, and it sits heavy. It sticks, sit, sticks, stays with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's just sitting there on the tongue, and you're like, hmm. hmm. Um, they've produced a tremendous amount of... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, right, it does... Pretty goddamn boozy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, I like the can art, though. Yeah, they're always good for their can art. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question, because you said you didn't have the labels ready. So are you just doing your flat logo, or how you how you producing Yeah, your... it's just going to be our logo uh, and some some saying and a government warning. Nothing too crazy. Okay. Just for the, you know, the can growl. We haven't started doing... Uh, other regular canning or whatever. Right, right, right. I'm just thinking just for the growl, uh, sorry, for the crowlers, the the rap label will just pretty much have, well, most people just do the, the garage. Yeah, and then you're writing what beer right it is. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. kind of want to know what you're doing. Um, yeah, this is really boozy, right? I mean, this is yeah, crazy. But a lot of these guys, this was brewed in uh, February, so this is a little older than I thought it was. Hmm. Um, but I picked it up just recently. So it's been kind of sitting around. I guess people are getting scared by the ten percent alcohol by volume, and you can see like some of the canning totally misses the can. I think that's what you get when you get some, you know, local uh, canning company to wrap your labels. Or if you're doing it yourself, I've seen like Lithology sit. I saw some Instagram posts. They're just sitting there wrapping their cans oh, themselves, do. one at one a time. by one. Oh, yeah. how tedious can that be? Can you imagine? Since you're the only guy there, you're just gonna be there. <laughs> Well, when I homebrewed, I had a bottle of everything by myself. So oh. when I so that was like the two not to go backwards, but like those are like the two main steps I had as a homebrewer was one, going from bottling to kegging, and going from abstract brewing to all grain. You're like, okay, now this is great. I don't have to sit there and bottle everything. I just throw it in a keg and it carbs up. And then uh, going from all grain, you're like, oh wow, I could actually brew a decent beer. Now, are you were you brewing in just the the slim kegs? 
Were you just transferring to some kegs, or were you doing soda kegs? Well, how were you? Yeah, the homebrew soda kegs. Yeah, the soda kegs, there, right? Yeah. So that's a big thing. Like I, I always, when I was home brewing, I would transfer it into the regular kegs because I had a tap in my house with a CO two, and I would just tap it and keg it and put it, pull it right out of the tap. But a lot of the home brewers are using the soda kegs, which are much easier to yeah. manipulate. I mean, you just and have you to take off the top and you can clear it, clean it. It's hard to figure out how to clean a regular mm. shanky keg. Yeah, well, you got to actually run. The keg, you got to fill it with liquid, and you got to actually run it with the CO two. That's not an easy process, I'll tell you that. Mm. No. Trying to, you know, um, completely sanitize everything that's involved with the stream. But the soda kegs are much easier. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, you know, running it in and running it out and getting everything cleaned out much easier. I think that was probably a better way to go. That was. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, go on a different topic. There was something uh, when you were talking about the uh, the bourbon barrels. Like, do you have, is that something you have to sanitize? Like, what? So yeah. Like, once so you do normally, that, like, what's what the do I do is I fill it, uh, I rinse it out, fill it out, and then I, when I'm not using it, I, and so it doesn't dry out, I'll put like half of it with sanitizer and let it soak oh, in the okay. sanitizer, and then don't. But like you said, you, you left the bourbon in there. Yeah. So. so the first time I've gotten them, I I throw beer right on top. Uh, Got it. I didn't sanitize it. That's I what I like about the show. Like I always learned so much. Like, but you think I didn't want to waste I, that I, booze. No, I was gonna say. <laughs> and also, I mean, alcohol itself is should be sanitary. Yeah. In that it's if it's a certain alcohol yep. level, it should be able to kill any bacteria that's in it anyway. Yeah, it should be pretty good with that. Well, listen, um, we're gonna wrap it up here. It is going on five minutes before eleven o'clock. Another three-hour marathon. T- uh, Pete. Every time. <laughs> um, every single time. But that's all right. Today we were. Joined by our friends Nick from Queens, who we cut off pretty quick. Graz called in, and we really uh, uh, extremely, extremely thank Artman for joining us. Our listener, John. That was cool. Our caller, John. How can I forget about John? Apparently been listening for shows now, multiple shows, of which we know nothing about a John, and we now have a friend (laughs) of the show. And, John, listen, if you're still listening, (laughs) three three hours into it, uh, we really do love you as a listener personally i love you <laughs> now we're getting awkward no no it's getting what are you get, doing this weekend it's getting yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got lots of things to do this weekend he can't join me in any of that but listen john if you're out there spread the word it's the word with mike and pete wort spelled wart we're on instagram we're on youtube apparently right now streaming live uh, i would imagine that the art i uh, know uh yeah we are just still, still streaming live the Art Man episode is the segment's up there. Um, Brian from Barnshed. Brian Thanks Murphy. a lot for coming down. I appreciate it, guys. Dude, this is awesome. This, this is, is really awesome. cool. I learned a lot. I mean, more so, uh, <laughs> even at, the more shows we do, the more we learn. Because the more in depth we go, we, we get like the, the first wave of stuff like, yeah, we, we know that. But let's go deeper. Every person we have in here, we I've get been able a, to talk to anyone about really like barrel aging. That, that, that was. Yeah, that, that really. I was curious. That's what um, I like to do about the show. I just learned. Learns that mm-hmm. like, right. We're like, using. I always want to ask a brewer X, Y, or Z. Yeah, right. That's that's kind of the concept of our show, right? Like, what do we always want to ask, yeah. but don't really have the time while sitting in the tasting room to ask them? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we appreciate everyone for coming and calling into our show. We are the work with Mike and Pete. We are on all of our social media, as I mentioned: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Thank you, Brian, so much for coming in. We will uh, post a lot of uh, stuff going on that happened tonight. We'll give you updates on our next uh, broadcast. Pete and I will work out some yep. dates. We really hope. I, I, and what I didn't mention is what what are you planning on doing for the craft beer week? 
Oh, yes. Yeah, we never got to that. Because really, yeah. we really want to take a, a big leap forward. We're in contact with some of the organizers. And we want to be part of the uh, some of the live events. We're going to do a live broadcast. The hope is we do that. Oh, that'd be awesome. And, you know, have you and Steve and, and Dan, uh, Dan and Sarah and everyone come in and, and be part of the show, everyone that's been on the show, and, and introduce new people, new that'd brewers cool. that come in. Um, so what's your what's Yeah, your so, potential I mean, the... Uh, we don't have like our own personal schedule, but you know uh, they're doing two town takeovers. The first weekend is in Farmadale, the second weekend is in uh, Patchogue. Patchogue, yeah. and then they're also doing Cast Fest. Same thing. First weekend oh. is Farmadale, the second w- weekend is actually in Port Jeff. Um, oh, really? I didn't. Yeah, Port so Jeff? they they threw a wrench in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about it. I went, we all went to um, Fire Island, which is in Great South Bay, and yes. brewed the beer together. And um, you guys going to be canning on Thursday? Well, we canned it already at, oh, at the labeling, label, labeling, labeling, labeling it on Thursday. And, we were, we uh, actually a, just got the email or, we, or something today about it. About them Jackie that. emailed yeah, us yeah, and yeah. asked us if we wanted to come in for the media day, but we're both kind of super. Bit. I'm going to be in upstate New York, and he's going to be working, so we're not going to make that. But we're going to try to make some of the live. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, week. I think the the. Beers will be like out and about uh, after Thursday, so I think oh, okay. uh, yeah. So we start donating um, cans for cans. Yeah. So and craft- can people still donate for that uh, for the craft for cans? Yeah. So I thought I saw it was three cans for a can because it's uh, an IPA. It's a seven percent IPA. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So we did like an East Coast West West Coast IPA, and uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a good week. I think uh, they did a really good job organizing it this year. Nice. Very good. And so uh, part of that week, you're gonna be throughout. The events. Uh, yeah, we'll be out in the battle, Farmondale, and uh, we actually just talked to um, Jackson's in Comac about doing oh, okay. an event yeah. on uh, the Tuesday of. Oh yeah, uh, we saw that on the schedule. Yeah, so cool. cool. Been there before. That place yeah, is that's good. good. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good one to do. They have good ribs. Yeah. Oh, so I'm oh. in. Yeah, the food Can we do really a good there? Ribs yeah. and beer yeah. night. Sure. <laughs> on the work. Yeah. Nice. I love it. <laughs> All right. It's well, hard to eat and talk at the same time. Right? No, that's fine. <laughs> I could, Especially I could do ribs. It. We'll do it in shifts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got take pa- over. paper towels? <laughs> <laughs> Wipe the mics off real quick. Wipe the mics off. It'll smell like bourbon and smell like barbecue, and that's okay. All right. This is The Work with Mike and Pete. Again, govsradio.com for all your replays and live broadcasts. Go to our YouTube channel, our Instagram, our Twitter. Search us out. The Work with Mike and Pete. Hit up Barn Shed in Hicksville. <sighs> Barnsh and Please come. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate Thursday it. Hey, Sunday, we really, we really thank you for coming in, and, and we had a great time with you. Um, everyone go down Tasting Hours Thursday through Sunday. Uh, say the hours Those are again. On your, uh, it's uh, it's Thursday, on. 7 to 10, Friday, 6 to 10, and uh, Saturday, 1 to 8, uh, Sunday, Sunday, 1 to 6. six. Wow, yeah, that's come good. check it that's, out, guys. That's a lot of odd times, but to, uh-huh. to memorize all that and boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. <laughs> trivia awesome. night on Thursdays, yeah. Yes, trivia night. Simpsons trivia. No, I don't know what it is going to be. Back to the Future trivia. Love that one. Oh, that's a good I, one. I can work that one pretty well. <laughs> All right. Work All with right. Mike Pete. GovsRadio.com. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You guys have a good night. Later. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Please hang up and try again. This has been the Works on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.